Welcome back, Peace. All right. Man, right. did you miss Peace. Man, do I miss Peace. How's it going, man? I'm well. We're back, Peace. It's been a while since you Yeah, I, I really enjoyed not working for money and just enjoying the time. It was nice. Yeah, you were in Hawaii. Yeah, it was good. Doctor you worked for money? Point? Sorry? You worked for money? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought you worked for the school board. I do. I do. <laughs> I have very rewarding work today where I help people. Um, I I stood on a point uh, in the southern part of uh, of uh, Hawaii after I went to the southernmost bakery in the big island. Okay. Where I went to the southernmost bakery in the United States. Um, and then looked out to the south and I realized the next body of water is Antarctica and that's wild. <laughs> That's That'd insane, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's pretty—it's a pretty cool feeling to be that isolated. It's uh, the big city to the big island is Hilo, which is like, it's fifty thousand people. So it's like the population of RDP, but with beaches. Yeah, you know, and much warmer climate. Yeah, yeah, especially now, especially now. Yeah, so what's your thing? Is we should be building an island in the middle of nowhere yes. and then put a lake on it? The island of Dr. Campana. Yeah, we'll hopefully get on that, or we're drawing up the blueprint for that island. A lot of uh, blueprint too. Dirt will be required to build up the island itself. Anyway, uh, PZ's back. We're back. Uh, we're heading to the final two weeks of the regular season. Uh, some teams have four games left in their final two weeks. Some have one game left, depending who you are. We played a game. I know. We finally <laughs> played a game. We finally played a game, thankfully. We played one game in 25 days. I know. I, we mentioned that on the podcast yeah. uh, two weeks ago that you would have one game in like 23 days, whatever it was. Yeah. But, but yeah, so this, again, not to be repetitive here, but a reminder to check your playoff rosters as we move towards the final two weeks of the season. It's important that you guys look at your games played for individual players on the roster to make sure it's the five minimum requirement. Secondly... Uh, spring registration will open up uh, the first week of April. Um, the ratings will be determined around that time, I imagine, Eagle, give or take. The ratings are determined once the regular season ends and you give me time to process it. Okay, perfect. So two days. Two days. Two days. Maybe three, four. It maybe. takes one day to process them on the site, so I'm more like one day and yeah, yeah we'll see. So for those whose seasons are going to come to an end on March 26th week, uh, you'll have about a five-week break before May 7th begins for spring season. Which we look forward to. I see Eagles rolling his eyes like my bleeping god. We have another season coming up here, and so registration will open up in early April, and we will go from April or May seventh to August sixth with bye weekends for Saint Jean Canada Day weekend. Those are important for those who observe the uh, observe the holidays out there. So that's about it. We're there done. We what okay. about the traffic report? Uh, whatever. We'll figure that out though <laughs> in due time. All right. Uh, let's dive into it. Uh, I was gonna call it Iggy. Peas. My bad. Peas. It's because you wrote Iggy on the script. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> After all that work I did last I know, week dude, to Burgundy, you, you did it to yourself. Come on, man. Yeah, he, had, he always had me on uh, <laughs> Glory Holes. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at it, I started laughing. I go, no, it's, it's Glory Boys. I go, all right, Glory Holes. <laughs> nah, one time. All right, let's dive into it. Let's go into uh, co-ed two, um, Peasler. Uh, team's now playing now their final games either this week or the next 10 days here. Um, I, I'm quite fascinated by the top end of the division with bench warmers mm-hmm. and fifth squad right now. Neck and neck, fifth squad still has two games in hand. They could jump them if they went out with their final two games left. Um, do you think bench warmers can hold on to that number one spot going towards playoffs? Well, um, we got information about the suspensions that you were hinting at last show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Are they affected? Is that a question or is yeah. that a statement? Yeah, I think I yeah, yeah. I think he's looking at you, Riggs, uh, for that question. So because I know Nick Gomez Rizzo was on the team, I just don't remember the suspension length. Yes, yeah, Gomez Rizzo is definitely out. Yeah, yeah he's, done, he's done for the year. Yeah. That if that's having played them last year, um, and I told Nick this too. Um, his like AJ, his brother, is a great defender, but I'd say he's a primarily uh, a receiver, and he's just an incredibly smart, gifted. A talented player who's just really good on defense. Yeah. Nicolas Rizzo is a wrecking ball on defense. His his ability to it it feels like he appears out of thin air, um, where he he appears to be covering part of the field, and then before you know it, he's he's breaking down the flats, or he's coming across the field, or he's cutting out the backside of a post, and um, he's a really 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 good defender. Yeah. Um, could have been two-way player of the nomination, right? Had he played out the full season. A- absolutely. Uh, yeah. Seven receptions so far. Seven TVs. Um, like, there's a lot of talent offensively on this team. Lucas Kenville is a, not a name a lot of people know yet. NFPF, they will. That dude's fast. That dude is ridiculous. Uh, Kenny Boutelier, uh, Constance Miller. Um, there's a lot offensively. And Gab Wiseman, while he doesn't protect the ball as much as he used to, he still runs a competent offense that will uh, cause a lot of issues for a lot of teams, given that he still has a lot of mismatches across the field. I do think that not having Nick Gomez Rizzo hurts, but it, it's paralyzing on defense. The defense relies on him doing a lot of stuff, of him being in different places. Well, I think, you know, you look at it now, who's going to step up, whether it is Gab Wiseman, whether it's Michael I think he'll James. have to. Yeah. Gab Wiseman's a really good defender, too. He's not the same kind yeah. of defender, but he's a really good defender as well. I, I think a guy like Jocelyn Calix will be a guy to watch out for, right? I think yeah. he, he has the uh, DNA to come up with a big play at key moments, as we saw in years past with his Div 5 team uh, with Vince Romano. Yeah. Well, I forget the name of the Div 5 team now. Putting him in the spot. Yeah, I forget. Anyway. It's a team I had a rivalry with, too. Yeah, exactly. A friendly rivalry with. I'll I'll find out. But I think he's a guy to watch out for. He can definitely make a difference on defense as well. And you mentioned Lucas Kenville, right? Maybe not in the back end, but pass rushing. You know, come up with a big sack, a uh, key PD. That, those are gonna be but key offensively, key. too, he's, he's contributed a great For sure, deal. but from a defensive perspective, though, yeah. I think that's going to be key. Is that can well, he, he, make it easier for Having a good defense. rusher in co-ed is huge because most teams don't. Yeah. And so so Lucas Canville is going gonna, is gonna to play a role. Uh, Pinchellos was the team. Yeah, Pinchellos, there you go, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think for, for bench warmers, it, look, again, Fit Squad, if they went out to the final lot of games, they're going to be your number one seed. Uh, uh, for the playoffs here, they have flamingos and badgers left, so they're the favorites in both games. They should. I mean, badgers I are plucky, though. Yeah, I was gonna say badgers are not easy to 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 dissect. They they have look. We know about Sea uh, Riv. I call him Sea Riv now. My, my my wife calls him Chris Rivers because she thought that was his name forever. She misread <laughs> it on the wedding invites and thought his name was Chris Rivers, and she's like, "Face it, though, it's a better name." <laughs> Jeez, I call him Sea Riv now. Yeah. For, uh, for Chris Rivers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He loves it, by the way, C-Riv. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's brought more to Badgers now. Well, yeah. They were missing that quarterback. They were, they were, like, not only that, just knowledge. Bringing knowledge because they were they just didn't know what to do last season. Yeah. And the thing with Chris Rivet, having a long history of playing against them and being too, being another southpaw slinger in the, in the lower divisions, <laughs> um, Chris Rivet is a gamer. When games matter the most, he plays his best football. We saw that winning an FPF championship – getting to another FPF championship. We saw that um, late seasons um, where the teams all of a sudden improve. Yeah. 
Badgers also starting to play better as well. They got the win this week. Um, you know, they 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 uh, they kept up with the IG team, even though they they don't have the same kind of athleticism. Um, they beat Kiss My End Zone. Like they're they're playing well. They're they're averaging over their last uh, three games. They're averaging thirty three, thirty four points a game. Yeah. So. And, and like, if that's they a, that's playoff football. Yeah, and if they do win that game with some help, they they could jump as high as five. Uh, could be somewhere in that five to nine range for the playoffs going toward, or five to five to seven range. I, I would say, give or take here, and they they could be a team. Honestly, piece that could make a run and get two three rounds in because of the wealth that C Riv brings for that football team than before. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the team's well built. There's they're, they're solid on both sides of the ball. Uh, Marisol Pelcast is a nice piece, uh, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Roxanne Rashidan as well. Um, and then the names we recognize. Cesar Garcia Diaz tried yeah. playing quarterback, realized, hey, throwing the FPF is insanely hard. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then like back to his usual role, right? And uh, and now we see uh, the the emergence of Nestor Nasib Chavez Fayed. Um, and of course, names like Francis Laurier, Alex Godet, uh, and Isaiah Lard have come in to sub in key moments. Yeah. Uh, but come playoff time, you hope that having the experienced players come in to sub imparted some knowledge, and now this team is ready to compete. Okay, so we look at it from this angle here. Uh, Flamingos, they're on a lifeline. They're on the deathbed as we speak at 1 7. Lifeline or deathbed? Deathbed, a little deathbed. Mm, it was tough. Last week was lifeline. Yeah, exactly. So now. And they guys, let's be he graduated here. down to, to the that chance of flamingos making it in is very low. What they do they need? need? They need, like they need villains scenarios. or hungry hippos to lose both their games. Now, villains are playing Kiss My End Zone, so fine. But then they're also playing hungry hippos, so one of those teams is going to win. But also, flamingos are playing Fit Squad and Kiss My End Zone. But yeah. that's the other thing. And hungry hippos is playing deep ball. So not only do you need either villains or hungry hippos to lose both of their games you need flamingos to win both of their games against fit squad and kiss my end zone like you said and they're already down in terms of points against as a tiebreaker uh let me just check again and they have not played each other thankfully that's the other thing i was looking for so there's not one-to-one tie breaks that'll come into play so it's just points against but right now just on that category as well they're down nine points to villains which is the closest one they could potentially catch there so so what percentage of a chance do you give them to make the playoffs do i have to add up to 100 or can i pick how a did you percentage? know <laughs> i've tell done this before tell me four uh, percent <laughs> well you have 96 left to work with I you i i wouldn't honestly I think 1% would be optimistic. Yeah. So you have 99. Please keep I'm, track. Yes, I'm leaving as much as I can here. Okay, so Please keep track. So We're going to use this all the time. The spotlight is on Team right? Rocket now. <laughs> Team Rocket. Can no, they one second. I have to delay the show because Eagle uh, didn't do his job once again. Uh, Eagle. Jeez. I'm not going to play into the Mocon percentage game because you're going to ask always me, play into it. You're going to ask me a highly probable question at one point, and I'm going to have to give a mediocre odds no, just I'm, to I'm, salvage I'm gonna, the rest. Look, I'm an honest podcaster. I'm going to do this uh, as we go. And uh, if a question arises, and it will arise, because I'll make it arise, um, I'm going to I'm going to keep the percentages going. So we have Mo, who's down now because he's only got 94 percent play left. 96. 96. Oh, 96. That's right. Yeah, said 4%, said 4%, yeah. 96. Uh, 96. And Eagle, whose job I'm doing, 
because I am a guy that all I have more than 99. No, 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 I'm no. giving them less than 1%, so I want a little uh, a, a smidge left. Sky Judge, uh, 99%. Uh, so in that case, Team Rocket. All rulings are final in FPF Eagle. You can't uh, contest it. Mm, that's true. Not, uh, with the appeals board. Okay, Team Rocket at two and six. Can they jump in over villains or hungry, hip- hungry hippos for that? Well, that like a they have bench warmers and fireball on their schedule. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna happen. That being said, Maybe they you know, like like. I mean, I don't think it's ridiculous that they can beat Fireball. Okay, but here's the kicker, though. They have lost a head-to-head against both villains and hungry hippos. So, so losses. They have to result in a three-way tie, which, as we talked about earlier, is basically impossible because hungry hippos and villains play each other. So even in a head-to-head, they tie. would lose that. So Which they is need a tie. to win both. If they tie, yes. Tie is possible. But even then, Team Rocket needs to win and tie then. They need yeah. to win two. Yeah. So what percentage do you give them? To Team Rocket? Yeah. To make playoffs? Yeah. Zero. I'm going to give them... So you to give a higher-ranked team yeah. less of a chance. Exactly. I'm going to give them another 1% here. There's a possibility. Yeah. But like I said, they're playing Benchwarmers and Fireball, which are currently the one in three seed yeah. team. So I'm not going to say no, but I'm saying it's look, very look unlikely. They're playing. they're playing the two of the top four teams in the league, right? So they're not going to uh, jump them to 0%. Well, basically, uh, what we have here is a two-horse race. Eagle, you're catching, you're catching down to Mo. Mo, you're catching up. <laughs> ups and downs. That's the ups and downs of football right there. Oh, man. Anyway, so... I, I Are you sure you missed peas? <laughs> I don't know, man. I missed peas. Now, uh, so I don't think Team Rocket will. It's, it's going to be tough for them to kind of crack the code and get in above the dotted line and get into the playoff race here. Uh, the schedule's too hard, man. They, they got some serious hitters who are still playing for top seeds in the playoffs. And, and so, Block Party's done, right? Uh, block Party is, yeah, they're, they, they're, they're done because they're done. you can't no, catch up no to chance. villains. That GG's. Yeah, the wins are in favor of villains right now at three compared to the nil for Block Party. So um, I don't think they get in. I think this is what we're going to have for the 11. It's a question now who's going to finish where, right, from, from one through 11. And that's still to, to be determined because some teams have two games left, P's, and some only have one game left. So I'll be quite fascinated to see. Who do you think gets the one seed? <sighs> I think Fist Squad gets it. I agree. Yeah. Um, you know what? Like, I'll, I'll say this. I like Fit Squad. I thought they were notched down from uh, Kiss My End Zone and Benchwarmers um, and maybe, like, one of the upstart teams. Like, I thought maybe I like if IG team really fully came together yeah. in a way that they haven't, right. I thought that I thought they might have been that kind of team or – or uh, maybe if Mode Like Ass wasn't hurt and Fighting Tigers uh, were more complete throughout the season. But um, I got to give them credit. Like, they they have their same core, and they're playing – they've played better and better football in the past right. three seasons. Right. So I'm, I'm proud of them. It, it, I think this, this has less certainty of, of – because, again, right now, we don't know – there's no lock right now of who's finishing where. There's still two – like, there's still games to be played, and we'll have the final standings by next week. But – a lot of movement to be done for that division going forward. Uh, so co-ed one. <clears throat> uh, Northern Braves, 8-0. Yeah. Uh, are we are we comfortable to say that they can go invincible during the regular season going towards the playoffs? Kiss my Allah's is the, are they the one challenger. But they don't play them. They played them week one, and they already beat them. So Northern I mean, Braves. They played them week one. Yeah. And I, was, was Harper's not there for week one? Uh, ooh, I can check that. I don't think he was. I, I think he was. Or, or he was. He just played awful. 
He wasn't. He wasn't. He played awful. Yeah, he played I remember awful. now. Two yeah. cheaties, two INTs that day. It was so, just an uncharacteristically bad game by, yeah. by Stephen A. More, are you saying for the end of the season or end of the regular season? I'm saying right now, even though they're eight and zero, Northern Braves. Do you still? Do you think Kiss My Allies is a better team? Even though they beat them. Even though they beat them week one. That was first game of the year, but we fast forward two and a half months later. Here, are you confident to say Northern Braves can beat Kiss My Allies Outlaws now? than where it was back on Jan 7th. Can I say that I believe that the Northern Braves have the best top-end talent, but I think Kiss My In-Laws are a deeper team. But Kiss My In-Laws might suffer the same fate of... Do you remember the Bubble Miami Heat? They were great in a sport where if you could play 11 players at the same time... Yeah. But like I, I just feel like they have a lot of talent, but their best six is never going to be... the the best six on the field. Mm-hmm. Like with Mike Piercein and, and uh, George Garipi and, and Joe Mayer. But they're all banged up. Though. They don't have them all together. It's been rare that they've been all together. Yeah, but if they are in the playoffs, like, yeah. they're going to be the best team. Yeah, in theory, yeah. They should be, right? Because, again, it's, it's just like if you're, if you're lining up 11 and 11, then, then Kiss My In-Laws are the best team. If you if you six on six, Northern Braves have the best six at all times. So who's a bigger loss for either side? Is Isaiah Lard a bigger loss for Kiss My Allahs compared to George Garapi, who who's been banged up and and had a bad injury a couple weeks ago? I mean, because the they could they could still get Sebastian Christy Lozon qualified for playoffs. So yeah. Isaiah Lard's a bigger loss for for Kiss My. Uh, but the thing for me for Kiss My In Laws is, and and I I know I harp on this a lot, but I do think it's the key in. Uh, co-ed is the contributions from their, their female players is is what sets them apart, right? Like, um, like they they're also going to be going without AJ Gomes for a couple of weeks, but he's already playoff eligible, so yeah, it doesn't ultimately okay. matter. Uh, but Eric Dubois has only played a game, so she's not going to be the factor that she normally <coughs> is. But Louis Willette, very good receiver. Uh, Rekha Sivas uh, Subramayam is uh, an amazing snapper. She won female MVP in Coed last season. Yeah. Um, and like that's that's the thing that makes a difference. One thing that is might affect them is like the season that they won a championship with only five players on the field, they have less female players than some other teams. Right. So without um Eric Dubois being able to qualify for playoffs, if they get an injury to Lori or to to Rekha, Rekha or or like there's a limited ability to replace them. Come playoff time. So in that case, then um, when I look at Kiss My Outlaws, it feels I, like they have more question marks than they. Than they're in a lot of trouble for eligibility purposes. So missing Allard and Gomes for sure. That's an AJ well, for that. But AJ, AJ, AJ will be there for yeah, the playoffs. Still, though, you're going in without Allard, going in without uh, Nick uh, Rizzo, yeah. and if you look at like. Both touchdowns, targets in general, and everything. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not looking forward to uh, to watching Kiss My Outlaws play. I mean, Nick Rapini will qualify for playoffs, I imagine. I would imagine he so. Yeah. yeah. Or no, sorry, big he's not yet, but he, sorry, he, he he will be. Yeah, yeah, um, so like, if your if your receivers are Joey Nataro and AJ Gomes and Nick Rapini and Rekasivus Romanium and Laurie Willette as a starting squad. five, that's Decent. That's really good. Yeah, you know, like it's not it's not Northern Braves, but it's good. But I was gonna say, is that Braves beatable good? Uh, it's gonna take a perfect game from Harrisod, right? Like also, does Will Power qualify as well now? Because he's got three games played. Two more. Yeah. So only two more. Uh, Senators Arma as well. Like thing is, again, they're deep. I don't know if they have that. I don't know if they have what, what Braves have. 
Um, could ball busters jump over Easy Fun? Uh, I, I mean, we all thought Easy Fun would have a tough time this year without uh, our boy who's in Norway, Jeremy White. But uh, they hold that last playoff spot, and ball busters are chasing for that spot. They're playing Le Petit Fuck and Party Mix. Yeah, and they didn't play each other play each other during the regular season so yeah. that eliminates any uh head-to-head um tiebreaker for either side and meanwhile easy fun are playing kiss my outlaws and girl scouts yeah so we might have to de- maybe give the uh defeat to kiss my outlaws and girl scouts they should win that or close enough to win that game maybe one more game but I, like one more win i think should be enough for them to get in also, Party Mix, just to put it out there, have three games left at two points. So, conceptually, they can go to eight points total. They're playing Justice League, Girl Scouts, and Ball Busters. So, so there's a possibility that both those teams actually leapfrog Easy Fun and then some other people in the Justice League and Funny Club I group. I think Easy Fun can beat Girl Scouts. Because yeah. my allies will be tough, but I think they'll be, I think they'll be Girl Scouts. Or at least, like, they'll be in that game. So, that... That might separate them at that point. Do you, do you trust Girl Scouts to come through though? And, and I don't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, at this point of the year, though, right? I do, but that's what I'm saying. I trust Easy Fun more than I trust Girl Scouts at that point. But even they're separated. This, they're separated by a tie. Scheme, though, beyond this scheme, though, we go into playoffs. Do you trust them? That actual point? Girl Scouts. Yeah. I mean, this Girl Scouts. Eagle. What's the percentage of trust for actual Girl Scouts? That's not a question. What do, you, what do you mean? How much do you trust Girl Scouts? How much do I trust Girl Scouts? Yeah. What are they doing? Selling cookies. Oh, God damn it! I trust them a lot, but I'm not willing to give up percentage points. You had to give a percentage. Yeah, but you're a sugar fiend, so you love sugar. Yeah, but it depends, though. Are they ringing my doorbell? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, then zero percent. I'd open my door. I don't know who's coming. You don't know? You don't have like a ring bell? Or no, but if if I don't know you're coming over, I don't open my door. Don't have a camera. Well, I come to your house. Even I if I did, I wouldn't. Okay, okay, what about the eagle? It's like if someone calls your like calls your phone okay. without a number you recognize. They're you bagging answer? your groceries. Yeah. And they're also selling cookies. But oh, at the store. Yeah, at the store. Do you trust them? How much do you trust? Yes. Them? What percentage? Anyway, that's I a lot. No, 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 no. I'm this is important. Call you on something though, Eagle. I gotta go with. I gotta go with a good fifty percent because it depends on which grocery store I'm in. Oh, wow. If they like, if I have cash on me and the whole thing, what the pitch is, what flavors they have. So I'd go with a good fifty. I'm gonna right. call you out something. You got forty percent. Wait, wait, before you call them out, percentage. Thirty-five uh, percent. But they're coming to your door. Wow, you're a terrible person. But yeah. they're coming to your door though. Yeah, not, yeah. It's not groceries. It's not groceries. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I'm calling the out. So thirty-five, no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. Mukon always answers his door. We not yeah. know. Uh, I'm gonna call you out something, Eagle. Hmm. You see, you don't answer your door, right? Nope. When I came to your house to give you those Halloween candies, you had to You told me you were coming. Perhaps I did. The Girl Scouts don't call me in advance and say, hey, we'll be in your area between 4 and 6 to sell cookies. All right, whatever. Why would you make the video drive <laughs> between 7 and 7 today? We'll pass by with cookies. They give me an alert <laughs> when they're on the person's on their way, so I know they're coming again. All right, so Mo, you're at 61% I know. remaining, so and Eagle, you're at 48% remaining. Uh, by the way, Power Rangers is doing fairly well. When, mm-hmm. we, when you and I did our last show together, you're like Power Rangers. Well, it just <laughs> I, my worry. My worry was uh, that they've gotten laughed by some of the top talent, like the way Party Mix has, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, they've been th- in the time that I left the country, which I didn't realize they would have four games from week eight to week ten. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they beat Pissy Fuck, which is a great game. Was uh, did they have a full team? Games that game against Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm not too sure, but Free Smoke is still an impressive win. Le Bleu is an impressive win. We lost Easy Fun. And they lost Easy Fun, yeah, which is the weird thing. Which is wild, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Um, 
Okay, so Power Rangers are a little better than I give them credit for. I still don't think they're one of the elite teams in the division. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think they're the next, like, you know, you have the penthouse. They're in the uh, floor below. In the That's hotel. it. Like, you know, in the playoffs, do you want to face Constance Miller and uh, Serge Pilon Jr. and Time Veladeth, Jasmine Farmer? Um, by the way, well, Vincent Milo is, dirt, is insane. He's a very good player. Like he only played two games. And he's not even playoff eligible. I just saw him on the roster. Yeah. I played against him this week. That dude's good. Yeah, he's very good. He's really good. very good. He's a very good player. What are you talking about, Junior, by the way? Uh, underrated player in FPF. Yeah, he played with uh, Kevin Watson, Div 1. Um, should be a Div 1 player, but he doesn't play Div 1. Whatever. I, uh, I thought of him because I saw a mong- I actually saw a physical mongoose in Hawaii. Interesting story. They brought the mongoose to kill the rats. But the rats are nocturnal, and the mongoose are not. And what, the, what they oh, did instead really? was the mongoose just ate a bunch of like turtle eggs and bird eggs oh. and decimated entire other populations. Ecosystem has been oh, it's been ravaged by mongoose. They're everywhere. It's illegal to like capture a mongoose and then set it back in the wild. You have to kill it. Oh wow! Yeah, that sucks. Way Shawcross has to go to Hawaii and take care of those. There we rats. go. He'll be the nocturnal mongoose. He'll be the one that's going into the night into the abyss, killing off those rats. Speaking of rats, Master Splinter. There we go. Big rat. I'm a big rat. I'm a big Master Splinter. That's what I am right so, now. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's my thoughts there. Like, they're, they're just, they're in that next tier of teams uh, right around the pitsy fuck. And, and even, I, I even give Fast and Furious an edge over Power Rangers. Yeah, I think Fast Not Furious. I mean, I mean, I know they had the one game lead over them, but Fast Not Furious should be higher than Power Rangers. I agree with you on that. You know, I call them the false kings earlier in the season, and we kind of proven right a little bit here with them being in fourth place. But uh, if they if they do run the I mean, table, but they're they're one po- like one point against Northern Braves from uh, sorry from uh, from the Pitsy Fuck. Oh no, they won the game. Never mind. My yeah. point isn't isn't all. <laughs> uh, I was proving your point instead. Yeah, pushing it forward here. I was like, Wait a second, they beat them. Yeah, um, but I think I think fast uh, not fears could. I mean, they, they were a tough playoff out in the fall cup, and I I don't doubt their skills. I think they'll be an even tougher out now. I think playoffs. they're better than they were yeah, by I, a, by a great margin. Yeah, I don't the think Northern Braves wants to play them that early in the playoffs though. Fair. I, I don't think they want to play them. You know, because th- if if this were to hold serve. They would play each other, I think, in round two. Yeah. And I don't think they want to play in round two. And uh, that's going to be a tricky game. I mean, though, well, it depends because you don't know who's going to win the games. Exactly. It's just reseeding, right? So. Right, exactly. But, it's, you know, again, it's no matter how you look at it, you're going to play all these teams. If you're going to go the full distance, you're, you're going to play all yeah, the you're best gonna play teams. you're going to play the good teams at some point. At some point here. So whether you play them now or round three or, or, or finals weekend on, on April 22nd, uh, it's this not going to be easy out if, if it's going to be Northern Braves fast not fair. So I think that point spread would be like three and a half. Yeah, that's my theory. Yeah, it'll be a close game for sure. It'll be, it'll be, that's my theory for that, though. So anyway, uh, Div Four, Div Four. Um, so, kiss my in-laws, Bruins. Mm-hmm. Uh, playoff format's different this year for Div Four, but they're gonna play each other this week. I am. Okay. I believe they're playing each other this week. Here, I just got to double check the schedule. Here. I, I read this question. I laughed because it feels like you didn't watch a single game of Div Four all season. I did watch. Uh, Disagree. Four. Based did. on your question. You th- ask your question. How's that? <laughs> no, but I did watch Div Four this year. I, I, I had a few games on my field, but not enough, though, right? But I've had a few games here and there. Yeah, it, it was just a joke, Mo. <laughs> I know. No, <laughs> just ask your question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you make you screw me up. Yeah, they're playing this Saturday. That's what I'm to say. This Saturday, they're playing each other. Yeah. Okay, so could this be a Div Four final preview? No! Bruins are not that good. They're good. Yeah. 
here's the thing. There's there's a there's a top tier of teams in Div Four. Bruins are not one of the two best teams in the division. Fourth and strong, I think, are better. I think the Reed are better. I think um, Martin Leflag are better. I think Wide Open Bar are better. I saw <sighs> Martin Leflag play. I'm not a big fan of him. Gives me a lot. Okay. Lot toyed with him. That's the game I saw. What do you think is going to happen this week? I, when, see, they, when they give Iggy cover three every play, what do you think is going to happen? Here's my week? thing for Martin and Lef- uh, What are we talking about Martin and Lef- Lef- for? I don't know what I'm talking about. Because I brought them up yeah, I know. as an example of a team I think <laughs> yeah, is better. Off, off course here. Uh, um, no, but so so there's a, my point is, before, yeah. you, before you get to it more, yeah. there's a, there's a, like, let's say that, that that's the absolute top tier in the division, right? Um, I think that there's a group of teams below that that are sort of plucky, who can give you a game, who can... Um, who can who can beat anyone but are someone matchup dependent, right? right. So I feel like Voodoo are like that. I feel like Bruins are like that. Basilepot are like that. Uh, Hata Sports, Nomads. Um, Cunning Stunts can give teams a hard time. Trap Stars can give teams a hard time. But the, these are teams that need the right matchups in the playoffs. I think Bruins are one of those teams. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're not a bad team, but they're, they're, they're not that top tier. They're, they're that tier below. But that's that's the thing, though, right? If they look, Kiss Minlaws is a machine. Uh, I will not take that away from, from. What's the spread this weekend? You think? I'm gonna go six and a half for Kiss uh, Minlaws. Nine and a half, easy. Two scores. Eagle. What percentage of you thinks this is gonna be a one-score game? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to put any percentages on this. So yeah. how much do I have left? Forty-eight <laughs> percent. I don't know, 10%? There's a 10% chance. Eagle's so convinced I'm right. He's giving just a 10% chance that it's a one-score game, and he's down to 38%. Mo, what percentage of you is conv- is convinced? No, I'll give you the same question. What percentage of you thinks it's a one-score, g- uh, a two-score game? Um, I'm going to go 25%. 25? Yeah. There's an easy chance for you to go zero there and yeah. save your percentage. But I'm trying to do Eagle dirty on that one. Any of you play goalie, uh, by the way? Sorry? Any of you play goalie in hockey? Yeah. Okay, because Montreal really needs one. What's scoring? Is it like 10 20? 9 4. 9 4. It's like halfway through the second period. By the way, uh, Iggy Magnets, a little number for you guys. He's only only 113 yards away from 13,000 passing yards in his career. Call me at 30. I'm just saying. What was your MO? I don't know. But yeah, I just think. Look, there's no question that Kiss my in-laws. They're a machine. Uh, Iggy is like I told him before. I go, Iggy, you're like Patrick Mahomes with a Jackson Mahomes attitude towards like the big plays. So, so a better version. Yeah, but have you seen Iggy when he celebrates like a big play? He's yeah, like Jackson Mahomes. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I know, man, Iggy, man, <laughs> he's sound like Jackson Mahomes out there, buddy. But if they're gonna, if like, if they're gonna, if they're gonna beat the Bruins. Can he force, and it's been tough. It's been very, very tough. Can you force Iggy to throw an INT? Not with that defense. Not the way they play defense. Unless they drastically alter the way they've played every time I've seen them play for years at this point. Right. They, they, what they want you to do is they want you to march down the field. They don't do anything to trick you. They don't do anything to fool you. They force you to not make mistakes. What Iggy does really well is not make mistakes. So I don't think they're getting a stop. They're not getting a stop playing that style of defense. So if they get a stop, if they get one stop. They won't. But if they do. Let's okay. If they do, does this increase their percentages to win this football game? Maybe by 25%. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eagle, you're up. 
It's 38% remaining for you, 36% for Mo. Nice. So, for those listening, this game is stupid. <laughs> Only 10 divisions to go. I have to ration accordingly. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of zeros at the end. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm waiting for uh, Eagle to give his percentage points, no? He did. I did. He gave 10%. I gave 10% on this. He's so convinced I'm right. That's going to be a two-score lead. That's obviously the only thing factoring into that decision. Correct. You know what? I'm more fascinated for next week when Kiss My Loss plays Vultures. I agree. It's a tougher game. That's going to be a tougher game. Vultures is like that that team. Again, they're they're flawed. They're good, but flawed. They're they're a step down from Kiss My Loss and all that. Yeah, I think Phil Roberts is still learning the quarterback position. That's that's the thing. That's the flaw. If it's Ben McMahon, it's a different team. Yeah. (laughs) In a higher division. I mean, like, they got got the Air Force of receivers to to make noise, right? But. Is I mean again we'll talk about that next week but I'm missing can Phil Robinson go throw for throw with uh, Iggy no I don't think so but no. but that's the thing I think and, and I think the issue will be the Vultures uh, defense struggles against that style of uh, offense yeah it's patient they can dunk the, not only that but just because again you you really need to fool you have to force a bad decision right yeah of course and it's a decision based offense where they're overloading on purpose right. And they're making you have to declare your defense and make a decision. And, and Iggy's amongst the best I've seen at making you make that, making you have to make a decision. Oh man, his celebrations are wild, though. There's of course. Well, you want to be boring? No, it's, it's the hell with that. Jackson Mahomes over Nothing there. No fun league. <laughs> yeah. uh, fourth is Schlong. Uh, they're on top of Group A. Voodoo's one game behind them. And I know you mentioned your category teams that could definitely do damage in the playoffs here. Uh, are we confident that they're going to hold on to that first spot here going towards the final two weeks and be a... Sorry, legit, who's this? A, f- a fourth echelon and be yeah. a legit contender to win four? Um, Yeah, I like them a lot. Like the, They had a surprise loss at one point against the uh, Golden Eagles. Um, but they they rebounded against, you know, uh, still CRA and balls deeper good teams. Yeah. Next week they should win, or rather, the week after. You know what? Win. The Lutonar are not bad. They're just disorganized. But like, if it's a game where you make a mis- you make a couple mistakes and you let them k- stick around, they can beat you. And Diamond Bougie's tough. Diamond Bougie, another team, by the way. Tricky. I- I'm 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 kind of they're kind of in between. I'm not sure if they're, they're that tricky. top tier or not, but they're they're tricky. They're they can they can do some damage in playoffs. They're they're tricky, uh, Diamond Bougie. But you know th- this this fourth echelon team, they're very balanced. Jordan Lassard, who's going to Laval University next year, uh, is dynamic. Carter Soul's great. We know about the Wrangler and Darren. He's phenomenal both ways. Uh, Nick Matty Meadows is, is great in the middle of the field. And one thing that I do like about Fletcher Schlong is Michael Caparelli as a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I think he's really taking the step this year compared to where he was in the spring season. But he was still pretty good, though. Yeah, he was. But, you know, there were, there were some moments, though. Because I remember in the outdoor games, they had, they had because of the weather and being crappy at Loyola, as it was for all quarterbacks, yeah. he had some moments where he didn't have his most uh, spotlight game out there. But he has looked locked in, and he looks focused here. And I think they can make some really serious uh, – I like I like them a lot. Uh, I was surprised by the loss to Golden Eagles, uh, just because I thought it's that it's a long season though, right? Like, you're gonna yeah, of course. But like you know, and uh, if anything, in the long run, it might have done them some good because since then the offense has been on fire. You know, yeah, thirty three, forty six, and then okay, I know it's only twenty eight points against Balls Deep, but Balls Deep is a, a really good team. They are Balls Deep is that that team again in that category of teams that that's annoying, plucky, and and forces you to have to play well, and like they're they're good. 
Yeah, and, and I think I think now for fourth and schlong, I mean, you said you have that category of elite, and they're in that category of elite. Yeah, and, I and guess Michael Caprilli is the reason at this point. Yeah, like the, the team's good in general, but he's his level of play is elevated to the point where they're legitimately dangerous. Right, and of course for the playoff structure, we'll have that hopefully for next week. I pray for the. Carlo got down. You got to not ask for it on Thursday, Mo. That's I know, the key. I just thought Eagle will have something. But uh, anyway, like I, I've told you, Mo, I am no longer doing this by hand anymore. It used to take me hours to do, and especially with teams playing like three games in a week or no games at all, I'm not going yeah, through no, that no, again. I don't, I don't I'm not doing do it. We'll Carlo! It's the reason why I said we need to build the playoffs into the site, and we had them, and now they're gone, and I don't know why, and I've asked the question and haven't gotten an who, answer. Who did you, so. who'd you ask? Who do you think I asked? Carlo! Carlo, do something. I, I, Low-key, that's one of my favorite things, is when we introduce recurring characters that nobody knows but us. It's one of my favorite things that we do, and yeah. it's a joke that's just there for us. But hopefully yeah. the people at home enjoy the recurrence. And then we get the, the callbacks. Then we get an email from uh, the suits. Guys, That's my listen. favorite part. Guys, listen. Like, uh, give them over. Guys, props. I didn't listen, but I heard from people that listened. <laughs> that listened to the listen to the show. But guys, like, you know, give them more props for for cleaning the benches, right? I uh, don't drink COVID, right, guys? Who who does Rob pay to listen to the show for him and give him notes? I'm gonna say he pays uh, Jeremy White. <laughs> so he sent him to Norway. Yeah, in Norway. He's got no Listen, there's gonna be no light there. So you have no excuse. Yeah, exactly. Listen to every pod. No, I want notes. No, there's no midnight sun. You had nothing else but to listen to the show and give me notes, all right, for Friday's uh, meeting that we have. Um, okay, so because of the format that we have for the playoffs here in four, um, we will have wild card rounds where it'll be nine, nine through twenty-four that'll play each other. But for the teams in red right now, and again, we, we, we can't what's – what's the proper term we can use, Eagle, to describe the teams in red? Are they l- the teams in red? Because you know how it was – remember last year we had a team in red, but they weren't in red, and they were in the playoffs. And this is exactly what's happening this time yeah, around, so too, sure because that we don't it's have the, the, information. The, the information on the playoff breakdown right now is 24 of 32 teams qualify for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What they don't specify is anything about group leaders – or how it works for eliminations and everything. So as of now, and I'm saying this out loud, and if we get shit for it or slack because it's wrong, I totally blame Rob for this because I told him there was going to be a problem at the beginning of the year. There are teams marked in red which are not actually eliminated. For example, Lujnard is showing up in red right now, and they have six points. Top G's are showing up in green, and they have four points. That is clearly incorrect, right, based on what we've just talked about. So there's nothing in here that says the worst team in every division, it gets eliminated. So as of now, this is wrong. This is just the way I'm going to say it all out. It's okay, wrong. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we can't – we don't want to say it's Team A is going to be out even though they're in. Okay, so, Pease, in this case here, a team in red right now. Okay. Uh, maybe in and out. Maybe the sheriff. Top G's, in and out. The sheriff, bandits, bandits Les jet play, ball don't lie, golden eagles, maybe. Mm-hmm. And maybe magic points though. So, is there a team that you think can maybe get into the playoffs? One of these teams. Take one team out here because again, I mean, if golden golden eagles, maybe, but I, I don't know. Even then, they're technically tied with friends with Danny as well as Team Ethnic. Yeah. As well as Mangoose is also at five points. They're also out. Yeah, so there's like, like I said, there's fuckery happening here. Yeah, it's a lot of disaster. Uh, so Top G's are really good. Um, they're they're just learning as a group. Yeah. If I play them this week, they're tough. We we played terribly, but but don't want to give them their credit. They 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 played really well. They battled against a seasoned team a seasoned team and the game got close and they outplayed us at the end. So you know, definitely 
worth keeping an eye on them. I don't understand what's wrong with the Sheriff. Yeah, they've had a weird season. I, Why? I scored, Why? I scored up their first game of the season, uh, week one, and um, they're, they're missing something. I don't know what they're missing. I, but, like, like okay, looking at this picture alone, Jordan right? Jordan Towers on the team, right? So, so like, Louis Bejain is an experienced quarterback and, and a really good defender. Alex Noel, Kareem Anthony Chilcott, Melchie Lozon, um, Joey Notaro. Like, it's a good team. I don't know. This, this, they're not clicking chemistry wise. I don't know what it is. Like, and Louis had these weird like moments of he's trying to finesse and and then he gets picked off. And I do like I will say I haven't caught a ton of their games, but it does feel like he's doing too much. Like just hit the open receiver, yeah. man. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. He, he sometimes he tries to break the rush when he doesn't need to. Um, and I, like having played with him um, in co-ed last season, it's a great teammate to have. He he doesn't do it because like he's trying to be the hero or anything. He's just um, he just wants to make a play to help his team, yeah. right? And he 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 knows he's a athletic marvel and all that. So like, he's not doing it in a way that's pompous. He's just doing it in a way because he wants his team to succeed, and he feels as though with the ball in his hands and making plays is the way to do it. Look, man, if you were to tell me before the season that they need to beat uh, Team Ethnic Mofos and Besset Lepot, yeah, they're probably underdogs in all those games because the way the season shaked shake up. Would, would you be ultimately surprised if they won all three games? No, I think they'll, they'll be Based on the talent on that team? They'll be Team Ethnic. Uh, Mofos is a very close. Bissette uh, is going to be tough. Yeah. That with with Frank, Fred Packett, Barrow at quarterback, that's going to be tough. So I think they can take two out of three. And that would be that enough. That would be enough. That w- I mean, that would be more borderline enough to get into the playoffs. Because they'd have three wins in a tie. Yeah. So yeah. seven points. There's a lot of those teams that uh, at the yes. bottom that are not going to get a win. So. Yeah, so I think seven would be the, the bare minimum to scrape by. Maybe Magic um, tearing it up in Div 5, but Div 4, they're struggling a little, um, especially end-of-game scenarios. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to plague them the rest of the way through. Yeah, the Sheriff's team I'm circling. I'll have their game Monday, so I'll see Monday how they do against the team. I think they should win that game. I think they're favored by at least four and a half, not five and a half in that game. Against uh, Team Ethnic, and if they do beat Team Ethnic, uh, it might put Team Ethnic in trouble because they're kind of at that borderline of six points right now. If they were to falter the last couple games or last few games of the regular season, uh, they could be on the outside looking in moving forward. Um, On to five B, peace. As we move along here in this uh, March Madness episode of uh, Calling the Audible. Uh, By the way, uh, Eagle, Mm. we didn't do our challenge yet, huh? We, we have not done our we challenge can't, yet. Though. We can't do it now because I'm fasting as of next week. So it's going to be tough to do it next you week. You just smash them at the end of the show. No, I wouldn't be able to eat because my stomach will shrink. It's not going to work out for me. Oh, yeah, of oh. course. What if we blend it into a milkshake? No, no. You drink it. No, I can't. No, I can't. Is this like your broken finger again where you can't <laughs> throw a ball? <laughs> oh, my stomach. Listen, I can't throw a ball either. <laughs> it hasn't stopped me. Man, like, yeah, what percentage do you think your stomach shrinks? Hey, I'll ask the questions around right here. <laughs> it, you know what? It does. You know what? By... The dog days is usually fast 18 and beyond, like from 18 to 24, because it's like you're halfway through, but you still have halfway to go type of thing. But trust me, by the time you hear like 18, 19 fast, you just want to eat. Like you just, yeah, I know. You, you just look at food like, okay. I've, I've told you, I've done it once. Yeah, um, and I had a similar experience that eating becomes a chore by halfway through. And then at the end, it's the most awesome thing in the world. Yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. my goodness. Yeah, that feast is great. Like the first like two days, like you're flying out of the gate. It's like amazing, man, I can do this. And then by the time like, Week three comes, like, yeah, yeah, I want this to be over with. Let's go. It's like covering FPF in week seven and eight and nine. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Okay, uh, prime time. Um, did they provide the blueprint to neuter Killer Race? Because they tied him. Um, 
So one thing to point out, um, Tyler Gerberg's hurt. Uh, he has a calf strain. He should be back for playoffs, but those are tricky though. Didn't play. Those are tricky though. Yeah, of course. Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, look, the primetime defense is what they've been known for. They're good, but like Curtis Ryan's great. Played with him this week. Chris Genio, I love him as a snapper. Um, Evan White, really good too. Donovan Hines, really good. Like it's it, it's a great receiving core, top to bottom. Yeah, but. Man, not having Tyler Gerbrick still hurts. He's really good. It's a big loss. Um, so, I also noticed primetime bringing Jake Applebaum in as a receiver. Yeah, I noticed that. A smart decision for a developing quarterback. That said, there were eight interceptions thrown in this game. So, I don't think the, I don't think the blueprint is throwing four interceptions. No, of course Like, if not. you picked off Tyler Bianchi four times, it's not going to happen often. And when you do, you better not also throw four interceptions because, like, you know, yeah, cool. You caught them in that moment, but I don't I don't know. I don't think the blueprint is that. I think the blueprint is causing the interceptions and then capitalizing on it. Well, them. defensive Bianchi threw the last play of the game he threw INT okay. to George Zergiotis, right? So Well he, at that point he's trying to make a play, it doesn't matter. To win the game, essentially, right? So But you know, you look at Killer Rays, they're a machine. They have been a great force the last couple of seasons at FPF. And perhaps primetime may have given them, and this is something that you know teams will all have to go through, right? That that tricky game, right? Nothing's going to be like you're not going to eighteen play, you're not going to eighteen point teams every single week. You're going to have a game like this where it's going to be ugly. And even though they didn't lose the game for Killer Rays, perhaps that is a wake up call for them to say, look, we're going to the final two games of the regular season plus playoffs, and once we get to playoffs, it's one and done, and we can't have this type of average game at that point in the regulars of the, of the playoffs whether we're playing round one, round two, round three, or the finals down the road. Yeah, agreed. But again, like it, it's better it happens. Specifically this part of the season, teams kind of fall, the, the top teams kind of fall asleep a little. Because they get bored, right? Like it's, better, it's better it happens now. Um, and again, I don't put as much stock into it because like it, heading into this past week, Tyler Gerberg, 15 catches, 10, 10 touchdowns. One every catch and a half is a touchdown. It matters to not have him on the field. He's their big play receiver. He's the he's the guy who stretches the field for them. Yeah, and Rays will play uh, big in the box the last week of the season. So yeah. that's a good test, right? Like that could be a playoff matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Point. Could be, right? And so and that's a good test for Vic in the box too, right? Because they're being chased by Warriors for first place. So they might not even get the top spot in their division yep. um, going towards playoffs as well. I, so I think the part that's interesting about the uh, the Killer Rays primetime game is that yeah. I was like, oh, well, maybe they played a clock management game, right, and tried to like keep possessions away. Like, no, both teams got eight possessions. Technically, primetime had nine, but they had one play at the end of the first half, so I took that one out. But that means that there were a significant amount of stops in this game, yeah. right? Like that's something I don't think Killer Rays have run into very much this season. And so that's the part that's interesting to me in terms of how Primetime built their defense around shutting them down, essentially. And if I'm not mistaken, don't they have, like, a history? Didn't they play against each other in Div 6 and stuff? Like, don't they yeah. know each other? Yeah. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a, it's an ugly game. If the game is going to be that way, I think it specifically gives Primetime an advantage. I don't consider it a blueprint by which most teams can successfully compete against Killer Rays. Right. Uh, who's your dark horse going towards? Ooh, dark horse talk. Yeah, I, I got one. You guys me. were so weird with dark horses last week. You're like, who's a dark horse? It's like this team. No, but they have to have a chance of winning. Well, that's not dark horse now, is it? 
<laughs> Which I, one of the top teams are a dark horse? I, I got Team Sexy as my dark horse. Give me. I, I, I just love, like, I, I remember watching this team play for the first time uh, when we had the return to play in winter of 2022. And they were just like, they didn't know what to do, right? They, just, they were just bragging, dragging, and doing what they had to do. But I think. What do you think is their best quality? Their uniforms. Is that a quality, though? It's a call, quality uniform. I'm curious about the material. It's a quality is. uniform. <laughs> it's a quality uniform. But you look But it's at ripping. Look, you can see the guy's sleeves are ripping. I don't think that's a good quality there, Mo. That's just the wear and tear. <laughs> like Sam Anastopoulos, right? He's had a great season for, uh, for Team Saxy. I remember watching the first time to see where he is. They have dynamic receivers on that team, and if they can get steady quarterback play, I think they can definitely get by for sure one round, perhaps two rounds in the playoffs. So that's my dark horse going to the uh, final two weeks of the regular season towards playoffs. And the premier, Philip Couillard, is playing for them as well. There's a lot, like, I guess... Red Dragons only qualifies a dark horse. They got five wins. But you didn't like the Red Dragons, though. You were off their bandwagon. I, I know, but, they're, they're, but I told they're you they're a good team, thought, though. Like they're they a good team. Points. I'm telling you, they're a good team, these guys. Uh, update for this division, by the way. Again, same thing with the uh, red standings. teams. And right now, him, you, and no punt intended are currently showing as red. Actually, Brewers and Wolf are the ones that are eliminated right yeah. now. So, yeah. I don't. I don't hate him, you. I think there's there's something there, although I don't know if it'll all come together this season. Pranav Sharma's played better. Um, Did you trust him as a quarterback, though? No. I no. The 40% completion percentage is an issue. The 2-to-1 touchdown interception ratio is, is, an, is an issue. Um, he's got to just rockets? chill. Like He's got to not take shots constantly. But that's, that's just peer pressure in the huddle. From his yeah, team tell team. everyone. My advice, and hopefully uh, they listen to the show and they won't remember this. Um is when someone gives you advice, you say, "Oh yeah, totally, yeah, yeah." I'll come right back to it. We'll get when we get closer, or yeah, yeah, uh, later in the game, second down, second half, yeah, yeah, we'll run that play. Just be positive, but then run your offense. Just run your offense, bro. Yeah, I just I don't know if I could trust Sharma as a quarterback. I, I well, but that's the thing with the dark horse. Like, dude, it's not going to be a team that's got everything figured out, right? Like, no. like even I want to do prime time because we just covered them. But prime time probably, if they weren't in the previous segment, I probably would use them. No punt intended, but they're not scoring enough. To my liking, uh, I don't know. I mean, they put up 33 against penetrators. Carter Souls, like he always looks like he's close to figuring it out. Uh, sorry, uh, Jacob Souls. Right. Um, and you know, Carter Condon is probably one of the best two-way players in the division. So is Matthew Cadigan. Can we look at Pocket Rockets too? They're playing Blues and Ball so hard. You they get to a 500 record potentially and make some noise in the playoffs type of thing. Blues against points scored worry me. Um, you need to score points in the playoffs to, if you can be a legitimate dark horse. Um, like to put it in perspective, they've scored less points. They've scored 25 less points than Brewers. I know Brewers have played an extra game, but 25 points is basically an extra game. Right. So they're they're scoring at the same rate as Brewers basically. Yeah. That's not strong enough, I don't think. Pro tip for teams, by the way, if you you name your team Dark Horses, we have to talk about you every week. That's dark the rule. Horse. You're the Dark Horse, the Dark Horse. Like, who, who's the Dark Horse? I can't not name your team. Yeah. Gotta do what, it. What's the percentage of not naming the team if their team Dark Horses if we talk about Dark Horses? Ooh, that's pretty good. That's pretty that's good. Unfortunately, I don't have to answer these questions. I'm under no contractual obligation like you guys are. Yep, so. exactly. Uh, we spoke about them before, Vic in the Box. They got that big game coming up last game of the year. But Warriors are chasing them for first. And they have two games in hand. Um, could we put Warriors as the likely 
first place finisher in this group. Jeff Ty has been really good, man. Forty-one touchdowns, nine interceptions, completing over sixty percent. He's do. He's, it's all the things you want when you're looking for, uh, for uh, quarterback success. Like they lost by a point to Team Sexy. Like, are we? If if they convert one more time and Team Sexy doesn't, do we even have this conversation? So it's like, is is a margin of error literally one extra point? Right. You know, like it could that's be, oh, could have been, but but Warriors though have Red Dragons coming up and. They lose that game. It's they still control the destiny for number one in their group. And Beckham Box have a tougher game against Killer Rays. Yeah, it's um, they both have tough endings at the end of the year. But Warriors, Mitch Fergenbaum, we know him very well. It's not been the most. Uh, I mean, he's only played five games in defense of what he's done. But in those five games, I mean, he hasn't thrown for many yards. We think about the average yards per game that he's had, just shy of two hundred per game. But uh, like add 143 rushing yards. Yeah, he's he's a two way player at that point. So, but like that, that's the thing is like you got to consider that yard because that yardage still counts as yardage. Yeah, it's positive yards, right? So like, <laughs> yes, yes, it is positive, positive yards. Positive yards. <laughs> so, but like w- he'd be at a thousand eighty five yards in five games. Right. So he's putting up 200 yards a game. Right. So. So that's fine. <laughs> it's fine, but but now. With them having three games left, are you confident enough that if, if they lose one game, if they lose one of the last three games, will that be enough to get into that final spot as a top team in, over Vic in the Box in Group A? Eagle, what percentage of you thinks Mokan pivoted after I caught him not counting the uh, the rushing yards? Five um, percent. Really? Yeah. You thought Mo was planning that? Maybe a little bit. Dishonest podcaster. Mokon, what's the percentage that I got you there? Uh, 3.8%. Three po- yeah, not three points. <laughs> 3% fine. You're both liars. <laughs> I got you 1,000%. You, know, you got the, what, that... Uh... Sorry, what was your question? I couldn't think of it because I was like, Even if, what if, a pivot. If Warriors lose one of the final three games, do they still get the top spot? Uh... You got three games and Vic and Box has one more. And that last game is not going to be easy for Vic and the Box. Well, no, because I think Vic and the Box will lose that game. So I think Warriors just need to win two. Yeah, two. So Warriors probably take the division, to answer your question. But it's crazy. Again, like, it comes down to a singular convert over a 10-game season to decide the top spot of the division. And FYI, Vic beat Warriors 40-19. to 19. Yeah. So it's... And I don't think it'll be yeah. a head-to-head tie. Like, I, don't th- I don't think it'll be a tie in terms of record. Yeah, it, this is it's, it's a fascinating group. I find um, I know they're the two best teams in that group, like Brewers, Wolf, and Stormers, are no are nowhere near them. But if both of them, I, I think we see a rematch in the playoffs for these two teams at some point. I still don't know where where it'll, it will happen, but I think we will see a rematch for these two teams. Yeah, at that point. So we'll find out though. Uh, on to women's one. Women's one as we move towards. Uh, the end of the season for women's one as I try to get this page up and running here for women's one. Yes, this thing takes super slow to load up as I try to buy time for all of us to open it up here. Are we good to go? Can you filibuster any longer by any chance? I try to. I try to. Bring a book next time. I will. So okay. I, sp- I spoke to Maud Lacasse today. Yes. Um, go for it. She's out of town, but she's going to be returning for her game against, uh, Killer B- uh, yeah, against the, the Bees. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have a big QB showdown between Mode Like Us and uh, Sarah Parker. You know uh, who I got. Yeah. You, you know hate Sarah Parker, we know. I don't hate Sarah Parker. You you pray for Discordia. I pray for Mode Like Us to be What perc- What percentage do you like Mode Like Us as a quarterback more than Sarah Parker? Um, By how much percentage? 
mean the gap or just like uh the gap uh, no no yeah what percentage more do you like <laughs> what like ask i'm trying to ask the worst questions i ever. know uh <laughs> i'm gonna go 30 percent 30 percent yeah so that leaves you with four percent of the yeah, rest yeah. of the show don't think that when you're out of points i'll stop asking questions i know uh but you know you no, sorry, it leaves you it leaves you with uh with two points you're, you're at 33 perfect uh <laughs> Right now, oh, sorry, three, three points. From Eagle, what percentage what do you think Mo prefers Mo like us as a quarterback than Sarah Parker? Hold on. Or do you think he's lying about how much he likes Mo like as a quarterback? You can go negative and I'll add percentage points. <laughs> I'm sorry, but as an AI language model, I don't have access to information about Mo's personal preferences. Even if I did, it would be inappropriate to speculate on someone's private feelings or preferences. It's important to respect people's privacy and not make assumptions about their preferences or relationships without their explicit consent. So tweet uh, at <laughs> reply. Thank you, GPT. <laughs> reply, reply to uh, tweet at reply uh, reply GPT. That question. You can. I I yes, that's probably the answer I'd get though, because I literally probably typed that yeah. in right now. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, I typed that in. <laughs> okay, so right now. So which which percentage? I I can't tell you. You can because you're not ChatGPT. This um, is why this dude, right? You don't know what's online now. Skynet this is on. how we beat Terminators. Yes. If you don't answer this question, John Connor is never born. So percentage. You can go negative, and I'll add points back. <laughs> <laughs> Only for this question. Uh, how much do I have left? Thirty-two points. That's not a lot of points. Thirty-two percentage points. Yeah. Pick a number. 25. Thank 25. you. 25. Dude, I give you an out. <laughs> All right. So right now. Seven points for Eagle. Uh, and women's one. Le Bleu to Montréal U. Three points separate. First from sixth. Uh, Iggy and I had this argument with Montréal U and their defense. And I don't trust them as a team. Because they just can't put up points like the like oh. the Bees, Vortex, Brutes, Bluepood, and Le Bleu do. But he's buying into Montreal U being a team that could be tough. Yeah. But do you trust their offense, though? That's the thing. But I haven't asked you that They're not question. about the offense. I know. They're all about You know defense. how much I like defense, Mo. As, as, as someone who constantly defends teams who play defensive style, they're 5-3, and three, man. <laughs> They've allowed only 140 points in eight games. They're ridiculously talented on defense. Like, historically good. Right? So, like, uh, Rosalie Landry, three interceptions. Lawrence Cannon, three interceptions. They they have combined nine PDs. Tamara Boulanger knocking on another six passes. They they're everywhere. They're everywhere anytime all at once. I got that wrong. <laughs> Didn't watch that movie yet. <laughs> um They just they destroyed Fit Squad. Uh, yes, thirty one nothing. Destroyed. I, yeah. And they, they, okay, I get that they lost the Vortex, who were the most talented team in the division, as we talked about many times. Second behind uh, no. Brutes. I mean, they lost to them in Bruce the finals. Is Vortex, right. who won the finals? The women's. Uh, uh, you know, it's not really rivaling to the other team wins, and Vortex finally won. Congratulations. To You're right, so Michael Jordan's rings don't count. <laughs> Congratulations, they finally won. Perfect. But, uh, <laughs> you fucking bastard. Uh, but, you know, when you look at Le Bleu and Blue Poot. You're welcome, Brent Bodkin, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Le Bleu, Le Bleu Poot, and Brutes right now. Is that going to hold one, two, and three? Or are we going to see some shuffle with those three teams? So right jokes now? aside, uh, no surprise to see that as the top of the division, right? Yeah. Uh, Le Breton and Machine, uh, Bleu Poot are uh, incredible. Le Bleu are incredible. 
Um, Vortex to me, again, they're just fun and exciting. They tied Le Bleu, which is notable. Yeah. Um, the bees had got off to such a rough start, and then of course because that's what they do, they're they're back to being themselves. You know, like, um, I honestly don't know. I, I I agree with you that Montreal, you the offense will hamper them at some point, and they they're they're appropriately positioned in the standings to be just outside that top grouping. Right. But yeah, I I can see any of the top five teams taking home the championship. Yeah, I think it's open-ended in this division. I don't think there's a, def- a definitive leader that we could say we can circle this team and they'll be playing in, uh, you know, in the roadshow on April 22nd. And I-, I think we could have a finals preview this week when Brutes play Bees, and that's going to be at Loyola, and that's going to be a fascinating game because that could flip the diagram of who will be a higher seed and a lower seed. And How talented is any Legacy, by the way? I've seen. I'll be honest. I've not seen her play yet, but I've heard great reviews yeah. about I, her. I saw her. I saw her like that. She threw, I, I guess, a game or two. Eight touchdowns, one interception. Right, seventy-two percent completion percentage. Cool. Like, all right, but I remember her as a receiver, so I was like, like, let me open up the receiving tab, and yeah, 22, 22 catches, two hundred ninety-six yards, ten touchdowns, <laughs> and she hasn't played every game as a receiver because she's had to step in and throw. Right. Uh, at times when uh, when Sandrine Gouveia uh, who wasn't available, so like, or or do they just run? I gotta I gotta take a a, a quicker look at the uh, a more in depth look. Yeah, she she only started she started two games. She started two games. So imagine she put up that receiving line, and didn't play receiver in two of those games. So do you think she could be the difference maker then? Yeah, dude, I th- I think she might be. If not the best player in the division, one of that she's incredible. So in that case, on the flip side, at the bottom of the scale here, does UQTR hold on to the final spot? Ghost has one game left, so they're in do or die. They have to win and hope UQTR loses out their final three games for them to jump into the playoffs. I like the Warriors. They're they're good. They're 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 so, they're a solid team. Um, I think that the bottom of this division had a tough road ahead. Um, they inter- have Vortex, Fleur de Lis, and Montréal left on their schedule for yeah. their last three games. Yeah, UQTR. Oh, okay. Stars. Um, okay, that's that's tough. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. Um, but if we check out Ghost's road ahead, uh, they have one game left in Montréal. And Ghost lost to UQTR earlier this season. So there's a lot going against them, but yeah, I, I think I think I think this is the final standings. Um, if you look at the women's division, if women's won, yeah, the bottom three teams are the only teams with a negative point differential. Um, and third list is close, but they also had a couple a game or two without uh, Vanessa Beery. Yeah, so that changes the, the makeup of the team, obviously. Um, but. And also, by the way, when she came back, she wasn't her her normal self yet because she hadn't thrown an FPF in a little while. Right. Um, but Fit Squad and Torrance combining for nearly five hundred negative five hundred points against. Yeah. Uh, point differential. Right. That's it. Their, shows you that their just combined not points the four is not even enough as ghosted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we need it. We need to have like a a third women's division that's in between and like. I think Ghosted, like Fist Squad, Torrance. Like a woman's like 2A? 
Or two B. Or or you know, like if if this becomes the new women's two, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe the top teams from women's women's three move up because women's three is pretty big too. It, it's big. It, it's growing. I just think um, women's two is is a lot is very fascinating because I was speaking to Lamise, uh, who was on with us last week to uh, to do. Which she did a great job, by the way. Yeah, uh, and we were talking about women's two now, and they lost to Carababes by six, and the way they lost was like the flukiest of flukes of all flukes. They took a pi, and Carababes scored, and and they and essentially they they had them dead to rights, but this blew the game away. They choked the game away. So they pulled a Virginia. Yeah, they did. Essentially, that's what they did. They pulled the Virginia Cavaliers today against uh, Furman, the Paladins, but Lamise was was fairly adamant last week, and she was even more confident this week. Saying that they, she really truly believes that this team, the Red Nation, could be, will be in the women's two finals. Austin Sobel stringing some really good games together, by the way. We, we've been critical of her in the past. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and I heard her spot. Even though, by the way, I never confirmed that interview <laughs> at any point. At any point. Well, you you guys threw me into the bus while I wasn't here. You gave us the impression that you did. So nope, zero percent. Read the text. Uh, whatever. Iggy, Iggy, not literal enough. All right, anyway, so <laughs> but he yeah, said so approved, and Iggy interpreted it as yes, I've spoken yeah, to them and they've agreed to so it. So yeah. maybe maybe you guys should take English courses. Okay, so <laughs> so they believe, uh, Red Nation, that the gap is a lot smaller with them and Carababes. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I, I actually I like Linkset a lot too. I think Linkset might even be the best team in the division. Um, but Alexia Vitti is the new Rachel Valier. Is that basically what's happening here? or? <laughs> might be actually. <laughs> that might be. Jeez. Um Hashtag hard carry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, your quarterback throws two hundred and twenty two yards and uh twenty completions. You get thirteen of them for hundred and seventy one yards and three Jeez. of them. But also look at look at Michelle Valier's line on the other side. I know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh Vinny might um she's she's uh, in strong contention to hit one thousand for the year. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Thousand um, yards, just to make sure people understand. Red, like so, in, in the last in the last few games, uh, you know, okay, Austin Sobel wasn't great specific against Carababes, but against Wildcats, against Hibu, against Cavaliers, um, really, really uh, solid performances. Um, although Wildcats, she did turn the ball over more than I expected. I was looking more at the games while I was while I was away, to be honest. Uh, so, including the Dream Killers game, but. Um, yeah, I guess she struggled. March twelfth was a rough day for her, but otherwise, improved. Uh, less wasted drives, less turnovers, um, and even Carababes like did enough to keep the team in it. And they needed to get that their identity win right, where they win games like defensively and yeah. getting key turnovers. And um, I see now uh, Rachel Valier being uh, an even bigger part of the offense. And we saw on Instagram that great catch she made on the post at the back of the end zone. Um, we really gotta start saving those videos for from Instagram. A certain reason. As long as they're on Instagram, we're good. I know, but we need to like plan for it. I'm saying. So yeah, it's not uh, hard. Just save it under uh, heading. That's all it is. Yeah, I know, but we it's don't auto do archive it. too. So anyway, yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So just to say that, like, there's there's been good signs from her and from the the offense of Red Nation, who's worried us in the past. Yeah. Um, but they do seem more balanced. Um, I I would disagree with Lamise that um, they're on the same caliber. I think that like every it's time closing. Cara- it's closing. I, but it, no, I think it's the opposite. I think every time Carababes will play Red Nation, they'll pull away further. So what about Phoenix then? We have not mentioned Phoenix are good too. You know they they're the fourth of the, of the top four. 
and um, they might jump Red Nation, right? I mean, uh, for number three. Like, look, <laughs> they won a close game against Linkset, but the win to me doesn't matter as much as holding Linkset to six points. Right. Linkset's the top-scoring team in the division. So that's that's absolutely impressive. So um, Phoenix have played a lot of close games, and they're winning them. Winning close games, I, I feel that there's a, an element of luck, and it's it's not a it's not a skill. It just depends on how the game goes, and if you end up with the ball last, or if there's a big penalty at the end of the game. Like there's a lot of things you can't control in games like that. And so, like um, when we saw early in the season, you know, a fairly close game against Cavaliers. Um, I guess you know this game here against Linkset, um, a game against Lelou that they pulled away, but had its moments. Um, I like them. I like them. They, the, the the defense makes it difficult for teams to uh, to compete. They've had a lot of players play games for them, so I'm worrying. Uh, I'm wondering who their playoff roster is going to be. Right. So here's a question for you: Of the top four teams, Carabays, Linkset, Red Nation, and Phoenix, mm-hmm. who's more likely to lose earlier in the playoffs? At this point, Red Nation. Really? Red Nation. Wow. Um, the turnovers. Um, again, if Allison Sobel can repeat that chunk that she had in the middle of the season. Yeah. I just, I, I'm a big fan of Linkset. I've been a big fan since I saw them early in the season. Sorry, they, they have the second most prolific offense. Wildcats have actually scored the most points, which is bizarre considering they're in the middle of the table. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Kara Babes, I think they're good, but are beatable. Um, and um, Phoenix, Phoenix, are, they're they're playing really well. So Red Nation are always, they they can have a game like they did against Carabay where they need the defense to win them the game, and that's hard to do. F FPF and also the women's league, which play by different rules. I would argue the the, the women's division is even more of an offensive driven league than the men's league. Well, I'll say this though, right? I, I know we like to talk more Red Nation, but. If they get one of the top four seeds, it avoids the divisional round. Yeah, that's one last game for Alice Sobol to you know. And like, if, if like a team like Wildcats or Steelers can get a can get uh, an upset, m- yeah. maybe they end up playing like one of those teams rather right, than right. One, of the, one of the top ranked teams. You know what I mean? Depending how they finish out the season, of course. They they do have two game. They have a game in hand over Linkset. Right. It's, I think the top four still is open ended, and I think that is that is a likely. I think there's a strong chance that we'll have two of those top four teams in the finals. That's yeah. That's and Red Nation play Lelou and VC Cubs to end the season, so I I think they might finish top two. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think they they feel very confident about. Uh, co-ed three, uh, Team Bustan, seven one. I call them. They're called half and half. I call them Team Bustan. Why? Because if you go to Bustan. Or any uh, spot like that, and they and yeah, it's half it. rice, half, half potatoes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I at Bustan, my order has been since the university a creation wrap, and uh, I don't remember having ever eaten a creation wrap because I've always been under the influence <laughs> when eating a creation wrap. Yeah, so when you go, if you go in person and you get the plate, they go half and half, right? So I call half and half Bustan. Fair. So anyway, okay, so. Team Bustan is in first place right now, but look at more on the bottom here. Uh, Fast Not Furious, Michael Scott's Thoughts, uh, Kenny Cooley, they're all neck and neck for uh, the last two spots. And then you can put Block Party in there because they're only three points behind two games left, so they still have a chance here to qualify. 
Um, does Fast Not Fierce or Block Party get in over the bottom two teams of this division? Um, Ryan Dobbs Garnett early in the season was was protecting the ball. He threw four interceptions for his four games. It's fine. But he has not had a game with less than two interceptions in the last four weeks. Um, that's going to begin to be an issue. In an otherwise solidly played game against Michael Scott's Tots, he completed the ball. He was moving the ball. Like he's got a strong arm, and he's playing against you almost uniquely zone coverage. Right. So he can hammer in hooks and slants all game long. And he was doing that early. Um, I haven't been at the games at this point, so I don't know if that's changed at all. Right. But I do feel as though the key to success for, for Fast Enough Furious 3 is uh, protecting the ball. And uh, they've not been able to do so. Uh, although I think the team probably has the best roster, right? Like um, the, uh, uh, Diana James Lanry has been really good, as has Alex Noel. Great team leadership with Tony Lala. Yeah. Uh, high, you know, high division experience. Uh, Tyler McPherson, Laurie La- Lapointe, not used enough on offense, only targeted five times. I think that she could be used more. Um, and of course we have not had enough of Julia Paradis-Roberts because she only played two games but um, the team's pretty stacked top to bottom um, so I, I think they're probably the best team of that group but um, yeah Canicule beat them and Michael Scott's Toss beat them so if it comes out to head to head Fast and Furious 3 are missing the playoffs I, I think I think Michael Scott's thoughts will hold on. I questioned them when we were, when we were together for Valentine's Day. I questioned them. I think that they were whatever, but uh, they've really turned the corner around. They were not that good. They had one win at the time, and now they have three wins. Uh, Iggy and I, we spoke about this. Um, I think less less. Did Sacta's, you play half and half last week of the season? Yes, uh, they played Bustan last week of the season. But we, we believe Les Sect is safe. Um, yeah. We'll give them Although the, the weird f- collapse midway through the season. Yeah, that's what Iggy said. The exact same thing, right? But. Yeah. But now, if 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 these two teams, Kenny Coulet or Michael Scott Sots, gets one more win, I think they will be safe for that for that final playoff spot. Kenny Coulet also uh, sneakily, they 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 beat Blocked Party by a single point. Yeah. Then lost the next two games. Um, that is a little worrying. Um, Athena Ryan. I I like the way she throws in um in rhythm. Right. So when the slant hits the window at the right time, the ball gets there, it looks great. When the receiver cuts on and out and she can deliver the ball, it's great. She kind of plays in the sandbox a little bit mm-hmm. in that she doesn't have a great deep arm, but I think she needs to develop plays that allow her to force to stretch the defense. Mm-hmm. Even if even if it's an incomplete pass, be able to throw safe passes to an open receiver downfield uh, where you're not going to be intercepted. That's going to be the big issue um, because teams teams are kind of hip to what they do. Right. And I think they're really good, man. It just, it's just a question of meeting that next step. They're, they're I think there's a chance that they can fall apart here. Um, okay. And that would be a shame because the, the way they start the season is great. But Sneaky Snakes are not a... Uh, a gimme necessarily, and then half and half in the sack to finish the season. So, half and half, Team Bustan, are they the clear cut 
above everyone else in the state. <laughs> I thought it was less sect. And then yeah, I went we to Hawaii and it came back to a different world, man. Yeah, yeah, it came back to reality for less sect. But is, is Team Bustan half and half the, the clear-cut leader and that no one's going to catch up to them for the regular season, which I don't think anyone will, but, but in terms of their yeah. quality that they have. Whether uh, Chris Ferro or Camille Saint-Marie are throwing, they're moving the ball. Um, the, 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 their offensive system works. Uh, Gab Wiseman, a great receiver, and Camille Saint-Marie in her own right when she, like, she's only been a receiver for six games and she has eight touchdowns. Yeah. She threw two of those games. Uh, Jamal Roach, really good two-way player too. Um, sh- they have a little bit of an issue like... Um, Kiss my uh, kiss my end zone. Kiss my end zone. Yeah. That if they make the finals, if they make the playoffs, they sorry they won't they won't make the playoffs. When they're in the playoffs, if anything happens to one of the two girls, uh, Marianne uh, Landry Duval, or uh, Ariane Boucher, I guess there's three. There's also Kemi Saint Saint Marie. So if something happens where they're down a, one of their their female players or or another, it might be difficult to compete. It's not a big roster. They have the benefit of putting the best players on the field at all times in the best position at all times. But the downside of that is uh, if one player misses a game and another player gets hurt in that game, you're down to five players in the field. Right, and that hurts. Yeah. That's, that's going to really put a real uh, bind into the whole thing moving forward. Um, on to 5A. And we have a race for first place in Group B between Big Fat Bats and Iggy No Friend Zone. Um do you think the gap's a lot smaller with these two teams here, Peace, with uh, Big Fat Bats, no friend zone? Uh, both combined for a record of 17 and 1. They have scored over 621 points, points in 18 games. Yeah. Combined. So is the gap small, or do you think there is a gap between these two teams right now? I don't think there's a gap. So who's the favorite then? Pick them. Pick them. I, 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 like, I like the Zapatellis and the Big Fat Bats a lot. Nice guys, by the way. Yeah, yeah, awesome guys. Nice guys, really cool guys. Early in the season, Big Fat Bats uh, gave no friends on a tough time. They won 45-26. Yeah. I do want to point out, Iggy was not quarterback that game. So let's say Iggy is, let's say they have a rematch. It's a different game. When you say different game, is that a win for no, uh, for no friend zone? Uh, uh, What's your percentage points in that? Well, 50-50. So I use up all my points in one question. Um, in the movie Roadhouse... The villain flips the coin and talks to Patrick Swayze over the phone and says, like, either I kill Sam Elliott or I kill uh, Lynch is her last name, the, the, f- the, a- the lead actress in the movie. And he flips the coin and he, he, he tells Swayze, he's like, I wish you would have seen that. And he hangs up the phone. And then he puts a knife in Sam Elliott's chest and says, it was tails. So that's what I feel about that game, if that makes it any clearer for you. Right. Well, I mean, like big fast bats have Rico Riders ten off the year, which is uh, not going to be an easy game. That's be the first game in almost three weeks for them. That's crazy, right? How sca- the schedule is. Yeah. For and them. By, by the way, it's <laughs> I just went through that. It's tough to come back from not yeah. playing for three not weeks. Not easy, man. It's not no, it's not, not fun. Play. But I, I think the tail of the tape with these two teams here, you know, watching uh, no friend zone play, um, they're fun to watch. I I do enjoy what they've built up with that roster. I do enjoy what they've done. I think Iggy has that offense humming very well. It's the thing is, this is the highest division that um, that Big Fast Bats has played, right? Yeah. Iggy just threw in Division Two. Yeah. And won the game. Yeah, with Bruce 2.0, yeah. Um, Alex Noel has played a lot of FPF games. Um, Alex Laroche has played a lot of FPF games. They He's have in France right now. Sorry? He's in France right now. 
Okay. Just letting you know. Wow, way to dox him. <laughs> Jesus. Don't go to France, people. Don't go looking for Alex Arash. Um, Jerome Huffington is the value at 65-65 is insane. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's going to walk away with hardware this season. Uh, Anthony Peltier is really good, too. Um, and Lucas Kenville, which the name of the show, the player, the, pl- yeah. the, the MVP of the show, Lucas Kenville. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- he's fast enough to contain Matthew Sapatelli. Right. And it won't be in a scenario where big five bats are protecting a lead. It's going to be a back and forth game. So heads, big five bats win, tails, Sam Elliott dies. Not the real actor, by the way. I meant yeah, the character. Yeah, I would feel really bad yeah, if Sam Elliott yeah, yeah, actually died after this. Um, Lock on wood. I love Sam Elliott. One of my favorite actors of all time. Once big fat bats get back into their football rhythm, if they played, if, if this game was now coming off a three-week bye for, for big fat bats, I think no friend zone would smash them. Yeah. But if this is a game where they are, they're all in rhythm right now, I think it would come down to the last drive. Yeah. And whoever flip a coin has that. And here we go. Well, again, guys, spare the guy's life, man. Yeah, but um, I'll say this. One of the things Iggy's really excelled at in recent uh, seasons, the thing that's made him become what he is, because people look at the rating like, how is Iggy 71 point? He used to suck, man. He used to suck not long ago. He got really good really fast. Yeah, we, we ripped him to shreds. And one of the things that he got really good at really quickly is in-game management. He knows how to end the game with the ball in his hands. Yeah, using his timeouts properly. Using his timeouts properly, yeah. knowing when he's knowing when he's on his second last drive of the game, or knowing when he can kill the clock and make it the last drive of the game. That's an underrated that, skill. That and also not to like if they score, we'll give up the two point convert and go right on defense. They won a game where they were behind yeah. big, and in the second half, he just kept declining uh, converts. That's right. And it was and an outdoor game, I think. yeah, it was an outdoor game in yeah. fall. Yeah. And by not going for converts. He conserved enough time to get a final drive to win the game. Yeah, being down several scores early. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the that's the advantage that uh, if there is an advantage at all, it's not a physical one. It's it's that it's it's the experience that um, the players on this team, not just the again Alex Tarosh, uh Alex Noel, um, a lot of guys on this team have played before. So I wish this this was the final. The one thing I got, I, I will say though, Luca Lecce is a really good rusher. Yeah, he is. Uh, Iggy's not terribly bothered by rushers, but if he can just force that decision a half second quicker, yeah. that might cause issues. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Le Petit, Petit Carat, they're trying to fend off tip-top shape for the final playoff spot in What Group happened B. to Petit Carat? Didn't we think they were going to be good? Yeah, they've they, their uniforms are very bright, but that's about it. Okay, a relevant answer. Well, that's that's all they have right now, right? Yeah, but they were they were decent last season, were they not? They last were fairly decent season? in Fall Cup. Oh, Fall uh, Cup, that was it. They were decent. Uh, I don't know what's happened with them, but can they hold off to top shape who have a game in hand for the final playoff spot? Well, they play each other. Yeah. And then they play Glory Boys, which is also a tough game. That's right. No, they can't. What about Togo Sandblast? What's the percentage that you think well, that... The Pizzicata can hold off tip-top shape. And, San- and, and Tokyo Sandblasters as well, right? So there's two teams chasing them. Like Sandblasters, I believe, right now are still in play. I mean, it's also yeah, but what percentage do you give the Pizzicata? You can go into negative if you need. Uh, I'm going to go 1%. 1%? Nobody's using the negative. No. I think Eagle, you don't get negative on this one. So most down to two. Eagle, what's your percentage? Of? Of the, the chances that uh, the Pizzicata can maintain their playoff position. 
They play against, I just said it, Tip Top Shape and Glory Voice end the season. Mm. And Tip Top Shape is in con- direct competition with them for the for the spot. Yeah, and I was going to say Tip Top Shape. Actually, Tokyo Sandblasters are also in competition for them. Yeah, I like I, I the Sandblaster schedule. Save the Turf Tolls and Buffalo Wild Wings. I think those are winnable games for them. Process really? and whip yeah. too on Tip Top. Okay. I'm not buying the ball. I've, I've scored at Buffalo Wild Wings this year. I mean, but I mean, okay. I, I'm not buying into. I'm not buying Tokyo Sandblasters. I honestly, I would put it low. I put it at maybe uh, like a two percent. Right, five percent left. So, sorry, that's my last my train thought. Trying to get back to the main picture <laughs> for the divisions. I just want to get that up. You realize that's my goal every week is to make you lose your train yeah, yeah, thought. No, <laughs> that's how you miss with Mo Eagle. Long that's week. how you miss with Mo. Long week. Um, but boy, did you miss bees? I did miss bees. <laughs> uh. Tip Top Shape, Sound Blasters. I think sh- Tip Top Shape definitely has the higher percentage points because they have that extra game to work with. But I just don't know if Petit Cow can hold on. I, just, I don't think they can. I think one of these two teams, I'm going to go Sound Blasters to make it into the playoffs. Do you picture the Carrots holding on by having uh, like human arms or does it hold on with its leafy top? Leafy top. Leafy top. Do yeah, you go arms or leaf, Eagle? What? Arms or leaf? The carrots. It's not my fault you're not paying attention to your arms or leaf. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what arms are on a carrot. Yeah, does it? I'm saying, does it have like like human arms, arms like a cartoon, yeah. like or does it hold on with the with leaves? It's the, the leaves leafy top. for sure. I go, you I give go it arms. arms. You don't want to see a uh, you don't want to see a carrot with biceps. I, I like mean, cashew arms. I feel like I that would be genetically modified and therefore unhealthy. I mean, all carrots genetically <laughs> well, yes, almost all carrots. What if they have arms? <laughs> well, it's just more carrot to love, <laughs> and just love the carrot sweeter. They th- already kind of have abs. Just make right? the carrot girthier, and I'll be fine. Just don't fucking give it extremities. You heard it here, folks. Don't Eagle needs a girthy carrot. carrot. Girthy carrot, very husky carrot. We finally got there. Husky carrot. Uh, ballers are playing red knot skins this week. Um, better game for who? Ballers or red knot skins? Better game or harder? Bigger, game? bigger, game. bigger game. Yeah, bigger game for. Um, ballers have. I, I Red Knot skins have two games in hand against them. Yeah. So definitely ballers for sure. But ballers, I think also they need to know they can compete um, in the way that they thought they would heading into the season yeah. against the top teams. Yeah. Uh, because they've, they've had some letdowns and they need to show Red Knot skins the, the, that they're beatable heading into the playoffs. Like they need Red Knot skins to have some doubt as they head into the playoffs. I think, like, Red Knot Skins, we know them from years past here. They got four games left, right? And I think their final four games all present tricky challenges because of who they're going to face in offense, right? <clears throat> After Ballers, they got Men's Sobriety, which, of course, is a little bit man down right now with what they have going through for them right now. But Ice Up is going to be tricky for them because you just don't know what type of offense you get from Ice Up. They've been kind of stagnant of late the last couple weeks here. Then Clinkers, I mean – this is a team that's kind of surprising teams of the last few weeks here. So I think Red Knot Skins is going to be grizzled playing these different variations of offenses that will get them ready for the playoffs I here. Mean, but none of them have been particularly good. No, but but the thing is, though, if you're going to pick one, like Iggy's high on ice up. Like he thinks they're a good team. But they've had a bit of a funk the last couple weeks here where they've not moved the ball well. They've not played on offense. But they do have. Oh, look, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, uh, sorry, I misunderstood. Which yeah. I, I understood the opposite. Um, yes, ballers have a harder schedule ahead. Yes. But that wasn't your question. <laughs> your question was, who needs this specific game more? Yeah, yeah. 
But so, okay, I guess because of the upcoming game. Exactly. Against Isaac. Okay, exactly. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, in the end, one or two doesn't make that much of a difference in this division. So, well, I think, well, I mean, look, it's just a question of who you can play in the first round, right? Backwoods. Whatever for whatever platform they come up with for, for this division, we don't know. Yeah, we're supposed to discuss this tomorrow, I think. Really? I cool. think so. <laughs> if you look at the uh, <laughs> glad, the glad to be figured out before the end of the season. Yeah, <laughs> if you look at the email, it says uh, playoff I format to be discussed tomorrow during our, our staff meeting. So <laughs> good to know. I mean, it's not like we're changing numbers here of who's going to get in. Like You know the eight per division we're going to get in. It's a question of what's going to be the format. But I, I think that for both teams here, um, ballers, they present – I think they present more challenges for whoever they face in the playoffs than Red Knot Skins right now. Because I think Red Knot Skins with their quarterback play has been questionable. But we've seen Ballers play last week uh, against Friend Zone. They weren't good. And now here's their second chance to kind of fortify their, their, their tag that we're going to put them in that conversation as being a favorite to win this division. I have a, a potential False Kings alert on ice. Oh, Ballers? No, on ice up. Really? You said you said you weren't a fan of Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings beat them. Yeah. Clinkers who have struggled beat them. Then the last three games are going to be West Island Boys, Red Knot Skins, Ballers. There's a chance they go 0 and 5 to end the season. They were 4 and 2, I think, to start off the year. Yeah, they might go 0 and 5 to end the season. I don't know if they go 0 and 5. 0 and 5. I, I, I give no. I, I give them. Look. Which one? I don't Look, Max Marini is not a not a big fan of us. So we, we, well, I don't think he's not, he's not a fan of me. I don't know. I spoke to him recently. He seemed okay. <laughs> yeah, Max wasn't. No, he was. You know, he wasn't a fan of me because I called him out for his quarterback play, and he was trying to like uh, he was upset at me. Then he lost on playoffs for Hughes' team, but that was years ago. But anyway, I, I think he'll pick it up. I think he will pick it up because which one? Which one? Which games are they winning? Are they beating West Island boys? No. Are they beating Red Nutskins? I'll give them that game. Okay, and then Ballers. They'll lose that game. So I mean, still they'll end one and four, man. Like it's not good. No, it's not. It, like it's <laughs> not good any. But I, th- I think he has it in him to make a difference, though. But his 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 quarterback play has not been great. And I just, he, like they, they beat Glory Boys. They, it's a team moving up from Division Six. They beat Backwoods Football Club in a close game, and that's a team that was also moving up. Benedict Sobriety's had so many issues since the beginning of the season. Uh, they lose to No Friend Zone, which is the only real challenge they have to that point. Him University struggled more than they thought they would. And then again, they lost to two teams who you said weren't any good. No, I'm not a big fan of Buffalo Wild Wings. So that's that's what I'm saying. So, like, like, what are you basing all this face, I, faith I on? I think he's going to rebound. I think he's going to rebound. I, look, I, I think they're good. I, yeah. I just I think they have a tough schedule ahead, man. Like, two things can be true. Blueberries can be blue and berries. I've often heard that from yes, me saying it. That's true. That's true. Uh, oh, straight out of breath. That's right. It was straight out of breath. Yeah, that was a team. That was a team. I remember Spring, now. Yeah, that was. That's where he was not happy with me. All right, so you're you're, you're picking false kings for uh, ice up. Let's do it. Ice Man, down. I'm going to take so much heat for you from yeah. these guys at the field. They're going to like look at me and say, "Hey, peasy, you piece of bleep." Yeah. Picked against us. Like, I'm not peasy, man. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, all right, whatever, man. We know you are. We know who you are. We know exactly you're who you are. You're peasy. I'm like, no, By man. the way, you should be getting a ticket in the mail because I said I was Mukhan. <laughs> Officer <laughs> was like, all right, Mr. Khan, here's your ticket. <laughs> uh, so I'll just wait to this uh, door over here, and uh, we'll have a chit-chat about what's going on moving forward as well. Um, okay, so, like, I-, I think this division is still up for grabs, and no question, I think Red Knotskins will have the control of the narrative going towards their final four games, the crazy imbalance of the schedule that we have moving forward. Um, on to 35 plus. 
35 plus. Move on here. 35 plus. As I open up the page here, stupid complimentary drop down box. Anyway, here we go. Finally, back into 35 plus. I know you've not been here for a while, but if we look at the Legends division right now, it's a three horse race with Monster, Gladiators, and Pacemakers. Um, could Monsters, uh, could, could Pacemakers or Glads get the number one seed going towards the final game that they'll have? As you load up, wait yeah. for it to open um, up. No, d d I was just thinking. Um, I mean, Jordan Rossi's level play in... Sorry, Jason Rossi's level play in 35 plus has been exceptional. Um, so, yeah, definitely. And I like the Glads, man. I like them a lot. So, yeah, I think I think there's no difference between those top three teams. I, I think it's close. It's like splitting hairs at, at this point, right? Like, it's they're both they're all too close. It's unfortunate with the Rainmakers, how they've been. I thought they would have been much more in that conversation and the records would have been more parity within that four but hey man playoffs anything can happen you're right i mean look uh, the remakers have playoff success i mean not championship success but they've had playoff runs but if they're going to make make a run now you hopefully see like a better version of ryan kastner who is recovering who's coming back from an often injury that he suffered a couple years ago and still trying to find his groove so i just think right now they might make noise but i don't think they will i don't think they will at all i don't yeah. have my hopes for them Imagine a world where the finest didn't exist. How would how we would reflect upon the Rainmakers rather than yeah they they probably would have won they uh, would have won a couple at they least they would have won a, at least a, a spring or two yeah right and winter maybe they would have gone I think they would have gone finals perhaps but not by the time I joined FPF they were already like having um, a lot of roster inconsistencies and stuff yeah, yeah. so that that kind of hurt them yeah uh, KTL KTFL draft division right now. Uh, FPF and Paramount are, are neck and neck for one and two right now. Are we comfortable for those two teams to be in those conversation spots moving towards playoffs? Yeah. But, man, Craig O'Brien in the playoffs? Paul Vige? Like, Craig O'Brien's won a lot of playoff games in FPF, man. Yes, he has. Paul Vige is a team that we know very well. well a very grizzled team of FPF players who played and i i don't buy the the crystalson choke uh narrative he's been playing amazing i want to give the guy credit oh don't worry he's gonna have a nice three int game in the playoffs did they play their semifinal games no do they there's uh, there's week nine and then there's sf well they did <laughs> my excuse is that I was in Hawaii for two weeks. My excuse is that I was busy with uh, broadcasting this but week. But this week 11? I don't understand. This schedule so screwed up. Playoffs? Yeah. I don't get this format. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, so... Povey's lost! Povey's <laughs> lost, and I don't I don't get the, the Chris Olsen choking narrative because they won. Eagle, can you delete the last eight minutes of the show? Nope. Yeah. No, we're not deleting that. Okay, we apologize. Um, we lost track of. We thought the playoffs would begin next week, uh, not this week. Our apologies. Excellent coverage today. And now wrap it up for <laughs> for thirty five. Thank plus. you for tuning in, thirty five plus. Sorry, we wasted your time. We love yeah. you.
It's hard to follow because you play on another planet. You literally play on the Ontario border of Montreal. Okay, uh, uh, so I guess we're, we're going to be awarding the first championship uh, next week. Award winners, 35 plus. <laughs> we apologize. Uh, the guys, I know I know you guys want coverage, but we, this is, honestly, it's our fault. We, we didn't realize it was playoffs. Whose fault would it be? <laughs> Who else's fault? Would it be their own fault no, when you it's say it's, it's Eagle, what percentage of the fault goes to us? All of it. Uh, but so when, when whatever percentage I have left is all yours. But when, is the, when are the finals so for, Eagle for zero. 35 plus? What? When are the finals for 35 plus? Because it's not marked on the schedule right now. So I can't, I can't say, hey, in two weeks or next week, when is the final? What percentage of this is your fault? Zero. I didn't realize. All right. <laughs> most winning, you got 2%. Yeah. Eagle, you got a lightning round coming next. You oh, can wager your most points and multiply them by 10. Nice. I honestly don't know, actually, when their finals are. Yeah, and this is definitely our bad, major bad. Add it to the agenda for tomorrow. Tell the staff when the 35-plus finals yeah, is. Yeah, that would be ideal because are we not supposed to cover it? Well, we don't do a, a roadshow for them. No, I know, I know, but we have some sort of media coverage now, like some representation. See Rev Ghost out there? I don't know. Man. Anyway, we apologize. Who's in the finals, by the way? we got to make sure we got we have that right here. Uh, Paul Vige is out, so it's going to be Paramount against uh, GMJ in the finals. Who's your pick? GMJ. Well, we'll pick at the end of the show, Mo. Come on. Anyway. Wait, what's it? I, we don't know the game is. Yeah. We just did that. I'm sorry. Jesus. Okay, yeah. it's a long show. Yeah, it's a long, very show. Okay, on to Division 1. <laughs> Thank God we did all that in-depth coverage yes. of 35+. plus. Yes. Uh, on to Division 1. Uh, Braves losing to Kangaroos. Kangaroos are going to be your number two seed in the playoffs. All-Stars pretty much locked in as your number one seed. Could the Braves hold on to the number three spot? I mean, they're being chased by a double straddle, flag more sack. Uh, party crash still in that conversation. But could Braves, with one more win, that will be more than enough for them to be the three seed. So one thing I just want to talk about on that topic. Last week, we were on the fence in terms of what the impact was going to be because we weren't sure what was going on suspension-wise. Mm -hmm. But next couple games are going to be interesting. Playoffs are going to be interesting between All-Stars and Kangaroos in terms of what's going on there. So... Does the having the one seed make it worse in that you don't have games to play to eat away at suspensions? Will it? Would they have mattered? Maybe. How many games are left? Well, like for example, like AJ Gomes, if Kangaroos were to potentially get one seed, if it were to have happened, does that mean fact it? I don't think it will. All Stars, I don't think it fixes uh, the situation the, for. Uh, no, they're, they're okay. AJ AJ served a game this week though. No? Okay, so then he would be back for playoffs yeah. week one anyway. So okay. Yeah, the, the return dates, AJ is back, I believe, uh, at the end of March. That's when okay, he's back. So then it's just Rory and Sean that have one less game to eat away at their But I don't think they, they play. No, but I, had they not gotten... No, I, I understand. Uh, I'm, saying, I'm saying even if they make it to the finals, they wouldn't be able to return. No, they're not back until like mid-June. That's, it, what, that's yeah. what I was told. Yeah, but it makes them come back earlier, essentially. Had they not got a Oh, you mean by. heading into future seasons? Yes. Yes. So could could Braves hold on to the number three spot? I mean, they've been they had a terrible game against Kangaroos. Uh, Mike Pierce saying literally one yard drop, like lip of the cup, like you know, put it in, you win the Masters, and he dropped it, and that changed the game's uh, dynamics against Kangaroos, and that that puts Kangaroos now in the number two spot, and now the Braves with one more win will be locked in as a three, but I just don't know what Braves team is going to come out every week now because they've been so banged up for not only them but the Empire Braves teams in FPF this season. The way that um, Braves beat Kangaroos in the fall was 
not shocking's the wrong word, but the way that they controlled that end of the game was so impressive. But every like every time Dan Lazaro specifically heads into a game, he takes that knowledge that he acquired from the previous time and he gets better and better and better. So it's not shocking to me to see that. Um, I think that assuming Braves won't be full health by playoff time or by finals time is a fool's errand because the top teams are going to feast on the lower teams in this division. Jeff Rosenblatt put it eloquently when he talked about the, the top the teams in the division playing against the lower teams in the division and, and how the, play the, 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 the schedule is structured and how um, he's he fully recognizes he's not in the top half of this conversation, right? Yeah. Um, but what's interesting about that is um, it'll allow for an easier first round. I think that these top four teams will be the teams advancing, right? Yeah. Like, I with or without the buy. Yeah, I just think that it's been more compelling that how close it's been, right? Like, through yeah, it's been it's been more relevant now because in years past, piece it's in Division One in particular, you you knew the playoff teams by week seven. Whereas here we know the top playoff team. We do, but now it's still open, right? Like it's yeah. people still have a chance going towards the final week of the season. And we look at say it, the it does make the bottom of the table more interesting. Yeah, it does. And now like, you know, for example, Kitchen Plus took out Flagmore Sack, right? And and we've seen some of these bottom teams be the top end teams. Like I mean Kangaroos lost um to Double Straddle, I think it was. Or I forget who it was party crash lots of party crashers. So they there's been close games, but for Bulldogs in particular now, uh they got two games left. And KHP Plus, Plus got themselves a massive win over uh, Flagmore Sack to give them that buffer now uh, with two games left for themselves. But can could Bulldogs pull off the miracle and get into the playoffs? They got Brace coming up. And Party crashes, maybe. That might be their calling card, right? But, but by then, though, KHP Plus, maybe they win out. And if they win out, then they were going to the playoffs here. But by then, KHP Plus need one win. One more win and they're in. More and or less. they play All-Stars and Double Straddle. Double Straddle's the game. And and that might be for the four spot, yeah. Uh, but for Bulldogs right now, I, I don't really have much hope for them. In the one thing I'll say is I don't think KGP is a great matchup for double straddle. If if all of KGP is there, is that if they, they when they played last, uh, Cutler wasn't there, I believe. Yeah, Cutler missed missed I think the first three games uh, due to work commitments. But you think about the close losses that they've had this year. Piece. Well, they beat double straddle already once. Yes. By so seven. that's not the game I'm thinking of. There was a game. There was a game where I thought. They lost the game, and I was like, party "Oh, if Cutler's here. This is a different game." Yeah, the pr party crash. Yeah, party crash. It was, it was with uh, Joey uh, Taylor as quarterback. Yeah, but you know, th there's there's some. I talked this with Iggy uh, a couple weeks ago. There's some. They've had I think like three or four games we've lost by four or four points or less. So you have those losses. Then we're talking about a five win KGP plus team at this point in the year, and and in a different context, but. I just think now for Bulldogs, I don't know where they can get these wins. I just, I can't see them. crashers, and and hope for a loss. I don't think it's going to happen though. I just don't. I, I think year one for for Miles Gibbon in Division One has been up and down, but he knows that his roster is not at the same level as the top dogs of the I mean, Kangaroos. I don't think right. the roster is that bad, man. And what if that means is really good. Um, there's uh, Marvin Steinberg. I think is a Div One player. Um, I guess yeah. Outside of like Terry Javille, Thomas Kutsu, like outside of like the top four or five guys, they're maybe missing a little depth. Quality depth, I think. Yeah, you know, like Tony Desmond's a nice guy, but he's not. You know, he's, you gotta find 
Dude, Kenny Baye too is on the team. Like it's good. It's a good team, man. Yeah, but Kenny Baye. I just think it's like Miles Gibbon hasn't played FPF at this level, and it's not. FPF is not tackle football. They're, they're different sports. Yeah. So yes, he has an advantage having played at a high level of tackle football, but he he told me himself. He's like, yeah, it takes a it takes a second to learn how to play this game, and like you know he learned to play it in the middle divisions and he did well, and now he's playing in a high division and it's hard. I don't think the team is the issue. I think it, I think it's just lack of experience by Miles Gibbon. I think he's on his way to becoming a really good Division One quarterback. He's going to take his lumps. Is it the best roster? No, but I don't think they're worse than than uh, that middle tier. I don't think they're, they're worse than Party Crashers. I don't think they're worse than um, uh, Double Straddle. I don't think they're worse than KGP. I well, they played KGP twice. It's t- tough, right? I think the combined total of points won between the two teams was like four points. But because it makes sense, like they're they're about the same caliber. They're good. They're, they're a Division One team with a Division One quarterback who's less seasoned than the other Division One quarterbacks. It, it's Ogham's razor, man. Yeah, I just think now it's it's because like I think Flagmore Sack. Sorry, KGP Plus were given a massive boost with that win over Flagmore Sack because if that Flagmore Sack had won that game, I would say okay, you know what? I think. Bullocks could pull it off, but now it's like you got to find that third win, and I think the head-to-head is in favor of Bulldogs as a point differential, I think. But now you got to find that third win and maybe a fourth win. Well, but there's also the head-to-head, though. Yeah, they, they split the season series. Oh, they split it. They split it. Right, I right, think right. Bulldogs Sorry. have it by three points, two points. So they have that, I think. But it depends also on the, the remaining game. Yeah, right? exactly. I just, I just I don't know if they can find four, two more wins. I don't think they can get it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, um, quickly here, we haven't spoken about the individual award winners here, but receiver of the year... I was looking at it before. I think it's James James O'Hanes to lose. In Division One. Division One. Hmm. Because uh, you look at his yards, his touchdowns, um, even his receptions. Guillaume Paquette's right there, and with a game less, a game played less. Sorry, one less game played. Um, I don't know if the team. Well, even Francois Lechelleur actually has another game played. Well, but they're in the same team. Yeah. So I think I think they've actually missed games, but like he's g- he's gotten more touchdowns and almost as many yards with uh, less catches, and François Chalou cutting into that workload as well. Um, AJ Gomes' suspension will cost him. James Drysdale won't quite get there. Yeah, I, I think it's a three three headed race between the two Flagmo guys and and James Ohayan. And Flagmo is one of the few offenses that can actually sustain two guys at that level. Yeah. You know, because h- how quickly they move and how quickly they score. Yeah, I, I think I think it's O'Hanes to lose. I think. I don't know. I think it's I think it's close, man. Like, well, he's got huh? six hundred yards plus, right? Already. So. It's oh, it's, oh, sorry. I was I read five eleven. I oh, thought okay, I that's, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, at that point. That's, that's a lot of yards. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a flight one sack. Okay, party crashes. I think they'll put up a lot of points, and then kangaroos will be tougher. So yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I, th- I think O'Hane's going to get was c- when the yards when they were the yards were closer in, in the screen. Um, I I would have I would have uh, gone with you. I would have opposed you, but no, I got to go with you here. Fair enough. Then uh, on to Division Six. So, please, let's look at it th- this morning. Uh, if you're the GM of an expansion team in Div Six and you have a choice of Emerson Peterkin or Noah Swimmedan, who are you picking as your quarterback to build your team around? I like Peterkin a lot. I like Peterkin a lot. Um, I saw him get run over on Instagram. I didn't see that. Yeah, he was trying to pull a flag and he got. It, it was called for charging though, so it was good. Um, 
So you're saying like, who would you build your your team around if you had to pick one quarterback and say this is the dude I'm building my dip six team around? Um, can we take a moment to appreciate, by the way, that both of their pictures are from Junior, and so both Noah and Emerson look quite literally like children here. Yeah. If you guys don't update your picture, just let us know. By the way, like that's that's in the rules. You're allowed to update your picture, so let us know. Um, <laughs> yeah, please do. I like Noah's style of play. Um, if I was building a team, for example, that I was coaching, Noah Swimming Swimming Nottingham would be my dude because he he would be a drop in replacement for a type of quarterback that I like to coach. But man, it's hard to go against Emerson Peterkin's just general athleticism. Right, like the dude has he has, he has all the tools. Almost two thousand combined yards passing yeah. and rushing, but he's going to surpass that. But Noah Swaminham's ability to protect the ball, dude, can put. But but he's not completing seventy-seven percent of his passes, man. No, he's completing fifty-eight. He's, he's on the he's on the verge of breaking an FBF record. I know. I know. What's the numbers here? Oh, we we did it last week for someone, but it could. It's I know it's Fred Vien with the percentage. Yeah, Fred Vien has the percentage number, but. Uh, could Noah do it? I mean, he needs to go what now moving forward? Because Frevian is at 80%, and he's only 3% off with, I think, a game left, I believe, in the schedule. I believe it's one game left. Or he's going to end up on that leaderboard at the end of the season. Yeah, he'll be on the leaderboard. Yeah. That's after his first season in FPF. Yeah. After I think he's not even old enough to buy beer, I don't think. No, I don't think he is. I don't think. We're not doing that with his dad. So he's got two games I mean, left. Like, I don't know the guy. I don't know his proclivities. I'm just thinking he can't. Right, he's got two games left now for the season, and he's at 77%. So he's averaging 19 pass attempts per game. So in those that we need 38 pass attempts that will happen over the next two games. He's at 77.1. So, okay, so let's do this. 153 divided by 8 times 10, and then we're going to multiply this by 0.8. He needs to get 153 completions. So minus the 118, he needs 35 of his 38 uh, completions in order to get to 80%. So he needs, he he needs 92% over the next two games. So he can only have three more incompletions in the next two games. Assuming that he throws 30, like he, the trend continues in terms of number of attempts minimum. per game, yeah. Okay. He's never thrown 30 attempts in a game. No, but in two games. So oh, he, split game. he split it, right? 19 per, so... Yeah, look, he 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 has uh, one game over ninety percent completion. He had two games over around eighty five. Yeah, so for him to get to the eighty percent number type of thing, 80, he he Fred needs to eighty percent. What? Fred Vieira threw eighty percent. Yeah, eighty percent. It's ridiculous. And worst part is, I don't think that's the season they won the championship. I think that's no, the season they, they lost. The, I think yeah. they were first round. Lot, they, they, one and done. It, it was a game. No, they, it was a semifinal. They lost, and uh, Predators went on to win an easy final. <laughs> It was a terrible. It was a terrible game. So yeah. So anyway. So Noah or Emerson. I'm. I, I like Emerson a lot. Once he cuts down. Once he cuts down. Yeah, for me, it's just it's stylistically right. Yeah. Like Noah's for my offense. Noah probably would be a drop in replacement. Yeah. For me or for a guy like Iggy, where where Emerson is a different style of quarterback. Yeah. Who and uh, but I'm taking zero percent away from his ability. I think he might be the most. He might be the, the more talented player overall. Right. Right. Um, so right now, again, for the Div 6 playoffs, uh, we're still in that mode of, uh, of it being the overall playoff standings here. But do we have an idea, guys, how this is going to play out for the teams in red? I know there's some teams who are legit red, and then there's teams who are not in legit red. 
So there are nine teams that will not make playoffs. Um, let me just scan I think all through of them this stand correct here. right now with how they're positioned right now. In the, in the I believe that's correct. That's the only one that's like question marky is the Royals, but I think they are. No, this is correct. Yeah, right now this is right. But there's a lot of movement to happen though. Yeah. Okay. So if we're gonna pick one team sneak in the playoffs here, who you got, please? So it has to be a team that currently doesn't. Is in the red. It's in the red of the playoffs. So the red, the red is real here. This in this case, it is yes. just happens to work out that yeah, way. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And there's not many spots to be had, right? I mean, yeah. Um, Demons might get in. I'm gonna go with Don't Blink. Just gotta win one game. They gotta play Demons, who ironically are also chasing uh, a spot. Yeah, sure. Even then, I, th I don't think they qualify. I think they might be eliminated. No, there's so there's a ton of tiebreakers yeah. that walk into Fine, this here. Don't so. blink. Yeah. Don't even uh, blink. And they're on blink my field. Dead. Amazing. They're on my field on Sunday. I get demons. Don't blink. Yeah, amazing, wicked. So uh, I'm going demons. Well, I mean, don't blink, or you'll miss the making playoffs. Yeah, I'm going demons because they don't blink. Demons. Do blink, uh, can you look it up? Do demons blink? Ask ChatGPT. I mean, that depends on where you look up your demons. No, I, I don't want your answer. Ask ChatGPT. Why do we need to think anymore, Eagle? When we have AI, <laughs> it's yeah. true. Actually, you got to. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Demons uh, that will get in, and if they do, if they take out don't blink in a, in a de facto playoff game, they're going to go in. So that's my pick. Demons. Did you know what ChatGPT was heading into today, Mo? I did not. That's amazing. Here, Mo, watch. Well, you can, it, you can read it a lot, by the way. Yeah, one of us <laughs> needs to read it, and it's too far for me. As an artificial intelligent language model, I, can, I cannot say whether demons blink or not, as they are mythical creatures and their existence is not scientifically That's basically proven. what I said. However, in various folklore and religion texts, demons are often depicted as possessing human-like characteristics and behaviors. Which, such as speaking, walking, and interacting with humans. Some descriptions also suggest that they have physical forms which may or may not include eyes. Therefore, if we assume that demons do possess eyes, it is possible that they may blink as a natural reflex to protect their eyes from drying out or to clear out their vision. I've heard that demons hate having dry eyes. Okay. However, as the concept of demons is primarily based on myth and legend, there is no definitive answer to whether or not they blink. So, by the way, Mo. If you do start using this or the new Bing, by the way, you will not go back to Google. You will realize Google is trash and it's a terrible search engine. Chat GPT? Yeah. You can rate me a limerick for Mo, the podcast host. There once was a podcaster named Mo, <laughs> whose voice was smooth as fresh as snow. Oh he'd talk and he'd chat with this and with that, and listeners would never want to go. Oh, look at that. It's pretty cool. There we go. Praise very, from Terminators. Very cool. Um, I looked at it today. Defensive play of the year. This is a tight race for Division Six right I, now. I don't think it's that close. I'll tell you why. But go ahead. There's go, Sam, go, do your pretext. There's Sam Anastopoulos who has 11 INTs, one pick six. Emerson Peterkin, 10 INTs, two pick sixes. Avery uh, Kilmaster, 10 INTs. Nabil Khatib with 12 sacks. Massimo Rosati with 12 sacks, four PDs. Nino Lombardi, 11 sacks, six PDs. I think the numbers are great, but. Are you? Do you have a definitive? Two or sure. Who? Uh, the sacks aren't enough to to win as a rusher. You need to get to twenty, in my estimation. Um, like twelve sacks is a good season. It's not a great season. Um, we need like a sack or what? Emerson Peterkin's gonna win two way player of the year. And that would take him right. So he's not there because, like, the fact that he's that good on defense and he's in the running for quarterback of the year, yeah. even that he's even close. That makes him two-way right. automatically. 
And so then it's between Avery Clemus, who I like a lot, by the way. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if he catches uh, Sam Anastopoulos. So I, I think Sam Anastopoulos and uh, outside chance Avery Clemus uh, gets there. But okay, so let's just say... I- watching Avery Clemus, by the way, he's a really, really good player. Okay, so let's say Emerson Peterkin was not up for two way in this defense player of the year. Is he is he your pick? Yeah, well, two pick sixes. Yeah, tonight. sure. That's the difference, right? I, I would be ha- at that point. I'm happy with either of the top two guys. So what type, who, who's the pass rusher would you take? Would you take Nabil Khatib or Mas Morzadi or Nino Lombardi to be your pass rusher? If I need a pass rusher, or yeah, do I need to choose for the award? This is the last play of the game, and you need N- a pass. N- Nino Lombardi. I like his containment, like his ability to contain is really good. I like him a lot. Oh, by the way, we need to get that uh, Nabil Khatib's uh, headshot done, please. Sure, no problem. Pease, I need you to proofread this recipe here. Does this make sense? Um, 11 pounds. Okay, so this is for a hop-based beer. Which beer needs to contain hops or else it's not beer. Um, 11 it's pounds. It's confusing. That's the point. Pale ale malt. Uh, I, I, I'm more of a two-row guy myself. A pound of Crystal 40. That's a lot. A pound of Munich Munich malt will give some nice mouthfeel. Uh, two ounces of Chinook hops. A uh, pound of an ounce of Columbus hops, two ounces of Centennial, one ounce of Cascade to dry hop, um, American ale yeast. Yeah, it's all right. Five ga- five ounces of water. That's no, that's yield. So it's wrong, because uh, that's yield. That's not the amount of gallons you need in the recipe. You probably need something like four gallons and then three and a half to at sparge. So you you need closer to seven or eight gallons to start with because it boils off. So yeah, so uh, it's getting there. It's not bad. Like you know, they'll make you beer. <laughs> they'll make you beer. Um, it, yeah, it's it's not a recipe I would use, but it, it's it's a recipe. It's there a we recipe. Go. All right. I uh, don't use Irish moss. It's cheating. All right, on to div three. Um, are you taking sign ticklers or the field to win the playoffs? I always choose the field because it's easier to win if you choose the field. <laughs> um, staff member GM Clethris expressed that he thought that um. Throwing in Division Three uh, would be too low for Jordan Panetta, um, and then he had kind of a good season, but not great season. This, I think, is what he was worried about. Um, he now looks like what GM expected him to look like, um, and what he looked like prior to his his uh, uh, Liebensraum away from FPF. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. It doesn't yeah, look I like he's the aged though. a day since the last time I've seen him, which feels like 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, he looks the same. Yeah. Panetta? Yeah. Oh, it, there he is. Okay, I just saw the you know what they say is a, is a great um, uh, part of your skin, re- skin care routine? Copious amounts of marijuana. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Preach. Preach is a good challenge. Junkyard Dogs are a good challenge for them. Mongoose, by the way, are as good, if not better. Right. Um, so, is there a dif- definitive second best team behind them? Like, who's the second best team then? Mongoose. I think Mongoose is better. Did they play each other? Uh, so, I think it was a Mongoose this year. Uh, they no, no, did not play. Yeah, I think Mong- I think Mongoose are better. Okay. Yeah. Um, are off this week. They'll play Black House next weekend. That's a good game. That's a good game. Could be a potential playoff matchup, right? I yeah. Mean, I mean, Silent Tigers have been a monster this year. I, I score cap. I think two of their games. This Who's Silent Ticklers. Okay. They, they, I scored kept two of their games this year. And it is this rocket launching balls. They don't give a crap, man. There's been a couple of close ones, though, right? Like, they almost shit the bed with Malud, and it came really close between them Malud and is so Alpha like, Dogs. I've, <laughs> I've played against Malud so many times, and 
even when you have the much better team, they're so frustrating to play against. They, they, they've beaten some of our teams where it's like we would lose three games, they would win three games in a season, and they would beat us. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 they're always one of the most frustrating teams. They, 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 they will always forever be one of the most frustrating teams to play against in FPL. Um, yeah. Look, they're good, man. They're really good. I just think that Mongoose are just as, just as talented. I think uh, Preach is a team that could beat them. Uh, Greendale human beings might muddy it up in a way that will bother them. Yeah, um, Greendale is uh, – they have playoff wealth too, right? Yeah. Junkyard Dogs too. Junkyard Dogs and playoffs are a really good team. Yeah, this this play I think uh, of the of the generic playoff this formats. This will be a fun. This, this will be a fun be playoff. The, the best yeah. I think because I, I don't I don't think we have a one versus two in the finals for Div three. And by the way, GIHF is getting better too as the season's yeah. going on because yeah. they remember how bad they started and and then now a winning record. Yeah, I, I like this playoff format. I just you know, and seedings seedings will be seedings will be huge in this in this side. If you're going to be a top eight, man, if you can avoid. Um, Ticklers for at least if you can finish in the top, off the top three, you avoid until maybe semifinals. But if you can avoid them as long as you can, I think that helps your cause. But this is gonna be fascinating. And th- that wild card round, there's a lot of teams who are close to win loss record in, in this division. This and year. I was gonna say there's an oopsie here too. KGP Raw, you are not eliminated right now. That honor belongs to either Never Overtime Bearskins or Infrasby for me. Like how is how is it getting this wrong? Uh, no, it's because the way this works, and I. It's a generic playoff form. No, you specify in the setup behind the scenes how many teams make playoffs per division, and so whoever set this up put four. So the first four teams will always show green, and then everything else will show red. Uh, and there's only four in here, therefore Robert they're all C green. Or yes. Um, yes. <laughs> also, I know Blue's Clues is going to be missing AJ Gomes for a week, but yep. he'll be there for playoffs, and they're good. They're really good. Yeah, Blue's Clues are good. What's uh, wrong with Le Verfall? Uh, is it just the quarterback? Okay, so I, I don't. They, I've scored camp a lot of their games this year, and they have two of the best players in the division. Honestly, yeah, the Guillaume Ballon and uh, Sean Lafortune has played is, has had some big games for them as well. Um, but oh, I, I, I thought uh, I thought Vincent Marisette was on the team as well. No, he's not. Okay, um, them, that's different. Yeah, uh, when I played them last, they had both of those guys. And it was not fun. Right, <laughs> t- t- Thomas Charles Paradis, the quarterback for them, number eight, and. I mean, he's not the typical LVF quarterback, right? I mean, it's but it kind of is. They always kind of have a guy who's not the top tier, right? No, but they, they did have Jules Vesson throw this week. Yes, and they won. <laughs> yes, because they yes. had a real quarterback. They had a real quarterback, <laughs> and which I scored kept that game with, with a there. really good roster all around it. Right. So is 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 that is, do they just need to get a full time real quarterback? Yes, a quarterback that can get the ball to these playmakers. Um, have they underachieved uh, underachieved on offense? I have. I believe they have. He touched on the game for for uh, Thomas uh, Paradis. Yeah, and, and like he's had some weird moments. He's had like four and outs, like where he's can't move ball at, at points of the game. But we'll find out. Look, they got uh, Alpha Dogs coming up. Uh, on I May- don't think you put enough emphasis. Alpha Dogs. Alpha Dogs. <laughs> Alpha Dogs. On March twenty fifth, and they got Blue Clu- Blues Clues. So Oof. we think AJ Gomes will be back for that game. Yeah, but no, the same week. Yeah, same week. Uh, so I just think that if the Vashfall are going to put it together, it's oh going to be. Oh, wait, no. Yes, he's back for, he's he's back back for, for this. He's, he's suspended week 11, back week 12. Exactly. Right? Okay. Uh, the Vashfall will have to get. Like, they have the whole starts clicking now. Like, he starts elevating his yeah. profile now. But I don't think they're, they're, they're a good team. Defensively speaking, they're, they're a solid team on defense. They, so be, before I open the tab, 
folks at home, remember we have hundreds of teams to cover. We will make mistakes. Yeah. I thought Vincent Marcel was still on the team. No. Because that, that makes them an elite it's defensive unit. 100%, right? But, but right, even like, now, without him, like Guillaume Ballon has been, been the backbone to the defense, but Nassim Ouadi has been played well. Like They have players in defense that come up with, 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 with key moments here. Um, but, again, it's a question of their, their quarterback play. Can they get production from that from that pivot position? If they do, then, hey, all, all bets are off that maybe they can maybe surprise the team too. Because they beat backyard bullies who are scrappy and tough. Yeah. With Jorgen Belt. Yeah, exactly. Um, receiver team, though. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. 100%. Okay, receiver of the year is fascinating in this division because you have Alex Joltepop, who could hit 100 receptions uh, for the season. You have Adam Rosen, who has 19 touchdown grabs. You have Tomaka, too, who has 640 yards. So all three players have a lead in one of the big three categories in this season. Is this Joltepop's to lose, given what he's doing from a receptions number compared to the other guys who have – 90 touchdowns for Adam Rosen or 640 in receiving yards for Tomaka too? Um, the 19 touchdowns is... The 19 touchdowns from Menares and Adam Rosen is a lot. That's that's a lot to... And, and if you're talking about, like, best teammate, then Joel Tupuff wins by far, right? Because yeah. he's keeping the drives alive. He's the check down option for sure and everything. But if you're talking about best receiver or receiver of the year... You can't avoid high yards and high touchdowns. I mean, it's just so it, sorry, uh, you know. Alex David made a, made a, a point to me once um, where he said, but if I physically catch the ball and to get my team to the one-yard line every time and somebody else punches it in, why am I being penalized for that? Yeah, um, and it's it, an interesting conversation for sure. I, I just, like, if there was a way for us to get more advanced analytics too, it would be interesting to actually see how close they actually are. But we're just counting numbers. Like, uh, uh, you know, we all we all see there's there's certain players on offense whose job it is not necessarily to score. It's to move the chains. It's the checkdown option. It's the person who moves. The, they, they might be even be the most valuable player in that offense. Right. But then somebody else punches it in, you know. And and like if if you know he had ten touchdowns like he has, and the the top is closer to 13, 14 touchdowns, you have an argument. But man, it's tough when dudes are putting him nineteen touchdowns. Multiple receivers with games left have nineteen touchdowns this season. The scoring in FPF has gone insane. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's scoring steroids right now with, yeah. with how it's been. But let's let's just say Joltepov had um, fifteen touchdowns. Yeah, then then it's a conversation. He's so within he's, striking range at that point. So let's just say um, let's say he has hundred let's say he hits hundred receptions, and his yards are say around seven fifty. Okay, and he has fifteen touchdowns. But then you have Adam Rosen, who has, say, over 20 touchdowns. And then does that put Joel Tupov... I don't think Adam Rosen wins. I, th- I, I think it's pretty much going to be Jimmy Moneris. He th- They have three games left, man. He's got 19 touchdowns, and, he, and he's got an extra game. Moneris scored like five in one game, actually, on Wednesday. It helps. Yeah, it, helps. <laughs> it helps. You know? So this, this is not, this is not, this is not a cement like, leader. No, I, ju- I, think, I think the extra game really helps. Um, helps Moneris. And, but like, likewise... If Joel Tupuf has that kind of game and has five touchdowns, all of a sudden he's in the conversation. But I think, I think where he ends with 15, 16 touchdowns, maybe we can see either Rosen or Moneris end with like 24, which is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Remember when Adam, was it 26 that Adam Crystal put up? 33, I think. 33. Okay, but that seemed like an insane number. Yeah. And now guys are regularly putting up numbers that are close. 
and Adam Crystal was the only target on the offense. Yeah, that's right? right. So like, like, you know, um, if you look at a case like like um, like Adam Rosen, Daniel Mancini's right behind him with 15 touchdowns. If he was targeted that way, we 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 would see disgusting records on offense. Your voice is cracking. I'm I have no water. I'm dying. <laughs> Somebody didn't cracking. bring me a coffee. Right, Peace. Uh, next question for you right now. <laughs> Five percent, five percent voice. <laughs> I have ninety-five percent voice left to use. All right, on to Div Two here. We're on the last division now. Um, Vengeance can they hold on to the number one spot with no Samirjan brothers? Because yeah. right now they're at six players for the roster. Yeah. I they, I suppose some guys. Next question. Next question. But they, they they're not confident. They they they're a little I, bit I, It sucks. <laughs> like it sucks to lose them for sure. Um, they're not down to six. From what I was, from what I gathered, there were they either six, from what I was told from the guys that they were, they were losing those two guys, or down to like six or seven guys left on the roster. They have eight. eight they guys have eight minus two. Minus two. Minus two. Okay, there's six. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which uh, means Wyeth is playing defense. Yeah. Mm. Well, but but <laughs> he's gonna score a billion touchdowns. <laughs> Do you have Wyeth rush? No, no, no. He's a pretty good defensive player. Actually. He's okay, but it's just you know where he's going to be on defense, right? Like yeah, he's not going to be uh, covering. He's not doing cover four. Let's put it that way. Yeah, we still have to wait another full week before we get into the weekend of the record, the one where he could potentially break it because he doesn't have a game this week. Both the games are in week twelve, so right. the Wyeth watch continues. Are we going to hang out with Lachine on the twenty fifth, boys? Yeah, we're going. Oh, it's different days though. If that was a double, if it was a double header, I'd be there a thousand percent. Yeah, let's, let's, let's stop and play and give him the trophy there. Um, yeah, um, I'm not particularly worried. It's, it's not easy now. Um, but you have the best quarterback in the history of FPF. You, his connection with James Drysdale has been real. Matt Kerouac, um, I don't know why they throw to him because he's old, but he's been effective he's despite his catch, ancientness. Man. Uh, Michael Kazaka is, he's the guy who's going to most benefit from the Samaritans not being on the field. Because he's really, really, really good. You hope he does. You hope he does. He will. He absolutely. I, I have full confidence. He's been good already. And that's what having to split reps. And without having the, the upper division cachet that the other guys have. Right. He came in as cap relief. And uh, he's been really good. He's been really good. I, I, I like Michael Kazak a lot. Don't be surprised if the, the, the record is turned, o- is turned over with Michael Kazaka having a big part in that. Right. The last two games. Right. I think I think we're going to see m- multiple touchdowns from him on both games. Okay, so for the playoff spots still in play right now, from spots seven through ten, um, are we comfortable that this will be the final four teams? Brace two point oh, God Skills, Party Crash, Blue, and four five zero, or can KGP jump into that and take out one of these teams? And Killer Bees officially eliminated, by the way. Mm. So KGP still has a chance, but can they get in there and ruin? One of these teams here, whether Scott Scales, uh, Party Crash Blue, four five zero, and Brave Super No, I think is okay. I mean, the most obvious one is 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 Touch Foot, but I don't know. Uh, the show has to end soon. I'm dying. Yeah, we're dying. We have one more question. Uh, I know, I know. KGP plays Touch Touch four five zero, and then Touch four five zero plays Party Crashes Blue. Yeah, KGP KGP's main playoffs. To everyone's dismay, because they're annoying in the playoffs. Because <laughs> they got they they're gonna, they got to striking distance without the quarterback, and now they have the quarterback, and they're better in the playoffs. It's so like just that they're gonna have to play vengeance. But you know what? Vengeance <laughs> without without the full team. I know I just said I'm not worried, but you know what? 
if if there's a guy who can find a way to pick on Kevin Wyeth on defense, that might be Cutler, right? Like right. somebody who is smart and, and with the wily skills of of of, uh, of Cutler. I always am scared to say his first name because I always want to say Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking Phil. Smoking oh. Phil Cutler. Okay, then. All right, since your voice is down, we'll get to the last question now. Anthony Breeze, why is he the heavy favorite to win receiver of the year? Um, yeah, I think so. He's highly targeted. Uh, one of one of the most dynamic receivers in the division. Um, I I would guess I I wouldn't say lock necessarily, but I have ninety five percent left after I use five percent of my voice. Yeah. So I'm putting ninety five percent of this ridiculous game onto onto Anthony Bisguay. Although, man, Dries is close because he's got more touchdowns already and he's got a game in hand. And maybe the maybe the load goes to Drysdale. Well, Breezeball, by the way, um, if he puts up three more seasons of say four hundred plus yards or five hundred plus yards, he will hit ten thousand by maybe the end of the year, end of this calendar. Is that e- is that even leaderboard though? No, 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 no. no. I'm just saying that he's he's on his he's he's closing in on ten thousand for his career. So does that count playoffs or a fall cup? I'm just looking at the stats right now on on the on the team page right now on his. Uh, so it doesn't count. He's already t- past ten thousand. He probably has. Yeah, you have to truly look at fall cup. Yeah. So if you factor in, he's probably closing in very closely to ten uh, k. It is now time for games of the week. That's the spirit. All right, let's go through this. We're gonna start with. I have, uh, before we do this, I do have a graphic. For uh, final thoughts. All right. So I'm asking final thoughts. I'm going to send you the graphic. Perfect. And you'll have to put it up as I'm saying it. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Coed two. Fit squad. Flamingos. Fit squad. Fit squad. Fireball. Flashbang team. Uh, flashbang. Flashbang. Deep balls. Hungry hippos. Uh, hungry hippos. Deep balls. Bench warmers. Team rocket. Bench warmers. Yeah. Bench warmers. Uh, kiss my end zone. The villains. Kimmy's. Uh, okay, we got co-ed one. Le Bleu, Free Smoke. Le uh, Bleu. Yeah, Le Bleu. The Justice League Party Mix. Party Mix. Uh, TJL. Northern Braves, The Funny Club. Braves. Ooh, good QB matchup. Give me Funny Club. Let's do it. Why not? Le Petit Fuck, Ball Busters. LPP. Yeah. Kiss My Outlaws, Easy Fun. Outlaws. Outlaws, yeah. Free Smoke, Fast Not Furious. Fast Not Furious. Fast Not. Party Mix, Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts. Party, uh, party mix. All right. Division four. Bruins kiss my in-laws. In-laws. Kiss my in-laws. Bandits, nomads. All that talk about Bruins and you pick kiss my in-laws. I hate you so much. Nomads. Nomads. <laughs> Balls deep, vultures. 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 Les jet plains, les bleus branleurs. LBB. LBB. Mofos, besset et ses potes. Mofos. Hot sauce sports, bandits. Can't hot pick sauce. it, hot sauce sports. Hot sauce. Bruins, cunning stunts. Bruins. Cunning sense. Hot sauce sports, les bleu branla. Hot uh, sauce. Can't pick it, hot sauce sports by 50. The Reet, les bébé magic. Reet. Mofos, friends with Danny. Friends with Danny. Mofos. Team ethnic, the sheriff. Sheriff. Les jet plane, Martin et le flag. Martin. Martin. Division you said five, you hated them and you. Oh. Cover three, Brewers. Uh, cover three. C3. Stormers, killer rays. Rays. Uh, killer rays. No punt intended. Green Monster. Green Monster. NPI. 
No puns intended. What could have been? What could have been? What could have Blues pocket rockets. Blues. Blues. Ball so hard you. What could have been? What could have been? Bulldogs cover three. Cover three. Cover three. Red dragons warriors. Dragons. I'm sold. Dragons. Prime time the penetrators. Penetrators. Prime time. Primal les bleu dry. Uh, primal. Blue dry. Women's division one les bleu torrents. Uh, they blue. Vortex stars. BGR. Vortex, obviously. Rudet bees. Bees. Ghosted Montreal U. Montreal U. Uh, and Torrance fit squad. Torrance. Women's two Steelers Wolfpack. Uh, Wolfpack. Wolfpack. VC Cubs Wildcats. Wildcats. Extreme bullets lips miet. Miet. Red Nation les loups. RN Cavaliers or Cavalier uh, VC Cubs Cavs Cavs Les Ibu Phoenix Phoenix Extreme Bullets Carababes Carababes Alright Co-Ed Division 3 Blocked Party Michael Scott's Tots Scott's Tots Tots Canicule Sneaky Snakes Canicula La Sect Blocked Party La Sect La Sect And Canicule Half and Half Canicula all right, we're going to go into Division 5A. Him oh, University. I thought that was it. <laughs> West Island Boys. Web. Ballers, Red Knotskins. Uh, ballers. Uh, ballers. Red Knotskins, Menace to Sobriety. Red Knotskins. Red Knot. West Island Boys, Ice Up. Web. Tokyo Sandblasters, Save the Turf Toes. Sandblasters. Nope. SFT. Tip Top Shape, The Process. Process. Okay, you just you said, said both you teams. Just said both teams. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the end of the show. Practice squad five, no friend zone. No friend zone. No friend zone. All right, 35 plus, Gladiator and Monster. Is it the playoffs? No. <laughs> okay, obviously. Don't don't say it like it's obvious. Gladi- uh, Glads. And Rainmakers, Pacemakers. Pacemakers. Yeah, Battle of the Makers. I'll go Pace. All right, Division One, Party Crashers, Flag One Sec. Flag. Flag. KGP Plus, All Stars. Holsters. Bulldogs, Braves. Division 6, Slippery Slopes, Dak to the Future. Uh, Dak. X-Men, Wild Hogs. X-Men. Uh, yeah, X-Men. Dewey Molasses, Pigeons. Molasses. Jip Rock State University, Maccabees. Uh, Maccabees. Maccabees. Slippery Slopes, Top G. Top G. Groove's Crew, Toon Squad. Groove's Crew. Texas Chooches, Baby Rays. BB race. FA squad, Sea Town Spice. Sea uh, Town Spice. Demons don't blink. Uh, demons don't blink, so don't blink. X Men, FA squad. X Men. Uh, Texas Chooches, the Royals. Royals. Maccabees, Toon Squad. Maccabees. Why so serious? Top G. Top G. Fiddlers, Betway Bandits. Fiddlers. Betway. And MTO Red Blacks, Bananas. Red Blacks. Red Blacks. Division 3, Beer Belly Brigade, Blackouts. Uh, Beer Belly Brigade, Blackouts. Blackouts. KGP Raw, Greendale Human Beings. Greendale. The Stoics, Junkyard Dogs. Junkyard Dogs. The Infantry, Jif. Jif. Alpha Dogs, Blackouts. Blackouts. Alpha Dogs. Never Overtime, Backyard Bullies. Never Overtime, Backyard Bullies. BYB. Green Munches, Blue Chips. Uh, bl- green monks. Greendale human beings, junkyard dogs. 
Junkyard Dogs. Mangoose, Le Gros Cog. Mangoose. Le Malud, Speed Academy. Le Malud. Free Smoke One, Bearskins. Free Smoke One. Air Force One, Une Phrase Bien Formi. Air Force One. I really like Une Phrase Bien Formi. I don't know why. I love it. Jif, that's what she said. Jif. Mongoose, Backyard Bullies. My goose. And lastly, Division 2, Blessed, Terror Squad. Blessed. Got skills, Killer Bees. Skills. Uh, skills. Moretti Crime Family, Braves 2.0. Uh, Moretti. Party Cla- Crashers Blue, Got Skills. Party Crashers Blue. And KGP, Touchfoot 450. KGP. Mo, you really need to wear your headset when you do this, because despite the fact you're a professional yeah, radio broadcaster, you were speaking nowhere near the microphone. Yeah, so cracking though, that's why. Yeah, it's just cracking. Yeah, classic. Um, okay. What is this? Final words. Match words, please. Natalia and I are pregnant. Oh! Hey, congratulations! <laughs> All right. I thought this was a meme or something, no. and I was like, what is it? <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Good night. Free parenting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Woo. Check it. Hey, check it. Put the place up. Put the place up, yeah we know